0: Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode number 51. We are going to have a very special guest on the episode with us today, telling us all the ins and outs about living in Russia, what it's like in St. Petersburg, along with a couple stories along the way. But before we get to our special guest, uh, without further ado, I am happy to introduce my good buddy and my co-host, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Привет. Um...
1: I'm Jared, and I have a baboshka. Uh, um, uh Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable One, on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, or you can email stuff. Um, you can email us untranslatable phrases. You can email us songs of the pod, uh, travel stories, or fun—you uh, know—enticing uh, um, pictures. Uh, any of those work. Don't do the last one. I take that back. That was a bad idea. <laughs> and That could backfire really quickly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's good to be here. That's all I got. I have nothing else. I, I realize I should stop while I'm
0: ahead. That's fair. Nothing wrong with that. Well, without further ado, I would also like to introduce our special guest, my good buddy David, who has spent some time abroad in Russia and speaks... Uh, well. I have no idea how good his Russian is because I
2: don't speak it, but to my ear, it sounds pretty damn good. My buddy David.
0: How's it going, David?
2: It's going great. Thank you both, Chad and Jared, for having me on the show. Uh, as Chad said, uh, I'm sort of a Russia fan, I guess you could say, and I'm teaching English uh, like Chad here in the Czech Republic um, in a town called A call Russia it.
1: fan. See, I speak German, but I don't consider myself a German fan. What? What? How long... Like, when, since when did you become a Russia fan?
2: Uh, well, I guess I should say Russian language fan. Okay. That'd probably be more correct. I, like, I want to see your uh, Google searches.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, uh, you know, 10-hour Soviet mo- movie uh, playlist. But anyways, uh, no, I, I really... I mean, I've always been uh, fascinated in Russian culture, uh, Russian language, when I was... Um, Uh, kid Uh, my grandmother hosted a Russian woman at her house for a few years and so I got to know her her name was Oksana but other than that I didn't really know a lot and I got to university and uh, my university required a language and so I said hmm you know what should I take you know French whoa you started late yeah I started my freshman year of college okay and that was what five years ago and here I am now that's kind of impressive then I
1: didn't realize this was all. I assumed um, this was like a longer journey because Russian in general just seems so daunting. So it's like you need at least like twenty years to get good at that. I mean, yeah, like, where do you start? Because do you start at the at the? Um,
2: I mean, just the alphabet. Is that you just start? Yeah, that's that's like the this, first two weeks of class. Is what letter is this? Oh you my know, gosh. learning the Russian alphabet. And I mean, could you go through on it right one now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all
1: of it yeah. and how long is this? <laughs> it? ends up being uh, like a five-hour podcast three hours i don't know
2: i don't you know actually i don't know how many letters i don't know the count for the number of letters in the russian alphabet uh, but it's more than english oh this um, is, it, would it would not
1: be like saying the abcs no do they have a fun no. song with with it
2: I haven't heard one. I don't think yeah. there is a song, but there is. So. there are letters in the <laughs> Russian alphabet that don't make a sound. Wait, what? Yes. There are two letters in the Russian alphabet. Okay. Uh, it's called soft sign and hard sign, and they just uh, modify other consonants, mm-hmm. but you can't say them. Isn't there there's similar no,
1: stuff like in Czech with that?
2: Yes, is but it, really? but it's yes, but it's okay. like accent markings, right? Oh, so okay. there will be an accent on a consonant or next to a consonant. Mm-hmm. Um, this is its own letter, or the Russians consider them their own letters. It's called Tvornizak and миакизнак.
1: So in high, you did you take any like uh, languages in high school or anything? I did.
2: I took French. Okay, yeah. and I and I've forgotten most of it. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. me too. Me too. It's the same
1: for you, isn't it, Jared? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Wow. So
1: I, I I'm I'm so caught up on this learning in 5 years. So you had to like go deeper than most of your average classmates there to be able to even get to that level in 5 years.
2: Uh yeah. So a lot of my classmates actually they were either like heritage speakers, you know, their their family spoke it or they had some Russian before. I was actually one of the only people in my class that had no prior Russian experience. So yes, I just had to jump right into it. But um, as I assume we're going to talk about in just a few minutes, I had the opportunity to go to Russia uh, yeah, yeah. for half a year, and I learned a lot, a lot about Russian culture, Russian language, and much, much more.
1: I know nothing about Russia. It's it's almost like a... Um it's almost like uh, like Gotham City to uh, like uh, <laughs> like us Americans. It's like, oh, don't go there.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. And the the visa process to go to Russia is not easy. Right? It's yeah, it's definitely a little difficult.
0: All right, right, and and we'll definitely get to all that um, yeah. in the main segment without a doubt. That is for sure. Uh, I've just been curious though, Jared. What's uh, what's been going on in your life? What's what's new? Um. I got nothing, man. I
1: got nothing. Literally, my life is so boring these days. But I, I, I did, um, specifically for an Instagram post I made, I was going to piano lessons the other day and I saw a house around the corner. I, I, well, first I saw a house around the corner from, uh, um, from my piano teacher's place and I was like, oh, this is perfect. And I ended up. I got to my panel lesson like 15 minutes early, and I ended up walking around my piano teacher's ba- uh, neighborhood, this little like big circle, just taking pictures and videos of all the ridiculous Christmas lights. Nice, <laughs> doing it for the gram. I
0: like it. Did I you saw see that video? Did you
1: see the that full video? Was on, good. Um, I think y- there was all the ridiculous stuff, but the one that really got me was the uh, the 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 cutout of the manger, like the Jesus and the Mary and Joseph in the manger. Then, like the, the I guess you'd say the negatives of it projected onto the side of this White House into this giant, full on, uh, uh, just sidewall mural of uh, Jesus and Mary. I was like, that is creative. Who? I mean, ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Right. That's (laughs) creative, (laughs) nonetheless. Speaking of Christmas lights, I did, uh, this week I did a lesson on Christmas in the United States, and I showed some of my more advanced students. The clip from Christmas Vacation, like the Griswold Christmas right. house, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That scene where he goes to light and explodes. the explodes, yeah, <laughs> they, explodes, and the neighbors fall down the stairs, and the students love that. Yeah, um, but yeah, were they were they
1: all laughing? Like, uh, were they all? Did they actually find it funny? Yeah, oh yeah, so, they were cracking up. I know a lot of people that do not find um um like the um, what do you call it family Slapstick? vacation stuff. No, the family oh, yeah. vacation stuff funny at all. And I go back and forth. I go back and forth. That okay, I mean, but that's just that's a classic fair. hilarious scene watching Chevy Chase explode. Oh, <laughs> for sure.
0: Well, not him, but the but the house. But yeah. Right, but doesn't he fall off? Well, I guess off? he does explode because he well he literally well, he doesn't does explode. He roof. doesn't like
1: die. No,
0: <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a bad ending to the to the movie. That's for for sure. But yeah, um, other than that though, dude, I, I have some news. Why? So, uh, so today. You said that like someone's
1: pregnant. I was like, oh, no. <laughs>
0: Thankfully, no. Nobody's <laughs> pregnant. That, that I know of. Um, but uh, no, I went so, to the nursing school to today. <laughs> but I, I ended up going to the nursing school today to teach a few lessons on the United States on Christmas. Well, what and, do you mean uh, by nursing school? The, the school for um, people going into medicine and nursing. So it's for uh, okay. soci- um, um, social work. Sorry, not sociology, but social work. And and like nursing, working a hospital. Right, right,
1: right. I wasn't sure if you meant like a nursing home at first. No, no, no.
0: Sorry. Yeah. And so my school is a technical school, and it's like 90, if not 95 percent guys. Right. Mm-hmm. The nursing school, it's like the opposite. And and the first lesson, it weirded me out a little bit, looking around, and just seeing all of these. Girls just staring at me while I was talking because I'm not used to it. <laughs> it's anymore. Chad's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but what was interesting is I was really surprised how shy they were in the beginning. Eventually, I got them talking and, and to feel more comfortable and speak English. But I, I've gotten so used to my own students and they know me fairly well by now that I can go in and just have a casual conversation to start class and mm-hmm. get going. And I think because I was just such a new face there... Um, you know, they, they didn't really know what to make of me or, or the lesson or, you know, speaking English. But the craziest thing about the lesson, though, Jared, okay. is in each one of my classes, there were also a few students that sat in the class, but they're actually learning German and not English. So I would go back and forth in this lesson <laughs> from English to German. <laughs> Did you, like, you, you know that was going to be act- happening? I had no idea until I stepped in the school, and they said, by the way, there will be a few students who are taking German, but we're letting them join the class for Wait, your lessons. Wait, did they, do they
1: know you speak German? Or they... Yeah, yeah, they knew. okay. Yeah, they,
0: they were told I spoke German. Kind of, yes, so that was a really interesting teaching environment. You should have That's stood sure. your
1: ground and been like, hey, I'm an English teacher right now. You can't. Just undermine my my profession like this? How dare
0: you? Well, they well they introduced me as an English teacher and a German teacher. Okay, which you is love not that, don't is you? not incorrect. Yeah, you love I, that. I did. Like, yes, I am. I did. <laughs> you heard her That's correctly, right. everyone.
1: Hey, I, I worked <laughs> hard on those master's degrees, man. I gotta
0: I gotta take all the recognition I can get. That's fair.
1: That's fair. Um, it was interesting.
0: It was cool, and the the teachers were really nice at the school and really welcoming. And uh, is that just a one time thing? I I might go back again and teach a few more lessons. We'll we'll see. Um, depends on my schedule and their schedule. but Do they not have yeah, an we'll English see. teacher over there? No, they have multiple English teachers, but it's just that, you know, it's that, and I'm sure David can attest to this as well. There's just kind of something glitzy and glamorous about being a native speaker in your school. <laughs> so they like, all
2: right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: They kind of like pawn
1: you out as like, uh, or like put you out there as like, uh, oh, we'll, well, like you can borrow our American
2: English teacher.
0: I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: You're exotic.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how it is at your school, Chad, but I have the teachers uh, sort of vying for my time. You've done, yeah. Have you done the yeah. same thing? Yes. Yeah. Same thing. So
1: is that how you end up in all those um, like groups and stuff that you're
0: in? No, those are those are of my <clears throat> own my own creation.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: So they and don't David like. Do they after
0: school stuff as well? Do it's but the same people, thing.
1: But people are seeking you out to learn English because you mentioned that that back mm-hmm. and forth you do with those two teachers, they seeked you out, right?
0: Well, and well, I also had told my mentor here that I wanted to learn Czech, and so she put me in contact with them just as like a they want to learn English, you want to learn
2: Czech. let's get something going. What's your interest level in learning Czech David my interest level uh so since I speak Russian, I guess I have a bit of an advantage coming into it oh, right that slavic for sure Slavic language connection uh but and, and I mean, I want to. I study Czech every week. I speak with Czech speakers every week, but it is hard. Yeah, I'm sure Chad has talked about that. It is hard yeah. language.
0: I will though. I will though also vouch for David that I really believe that he is. Um, I think he takes his Czech learning a little bit more seriously, or puts a little bit more time into it than I do. Hmm. I okay. would say.
1: So Chad uses. Chad tries to. And um, in, in times of peril of uh, times of language peril get my new book times of language peril <laughs> in times of language peril um chad uh reaches out and for the german just in a last ditch effort i'm assuming have you tried that with russian
2: i have and i did especially when i first got here but because um, i you assume your sit- success rate's way higher than german so, yes, old people, older people here do tend to speak Russian, right, because they're required to in school, just like they're required to learn English now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of you know hard feelings, because of the uh, Soviet invasion in 1968 um, and some anti-Russian feelings today, sometimes people, especially oh. maybe middle-aged younger people, they don't care for it, um, mm-hmm. and they, they'll look at it quite negatively if you start speaking Russian.
0: I can get that. I, I kind of get that. Speaking of Russian, when I was teaching one of the <laughs> lessons today, the the Russian teacher sat in on the lesson, which I, I don't really know you why. You really are a celebrity. There, <laughs> I, I guess he was sitting in on the lesson, and then and then I had the students go around and introduce themselves, and we were doing this activity, and then you know I thought we were done, but technically it was then his turn, and he said all this stuff to me in Russian, and one of the other teachers who speaks some Russian was laughing, and he was laughing. And I just kind of stood up there, and I was like, uh... "Hey, fuck that's, you." That's strange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. Um, I think he was just trying trying to be be nice and be funny. Right. Um, he wasn't insulting was you so to your confused. face. <laughs> I was just so confused, and I was kind of like, "Well, my my uh, lack of Russian skills right now are very very clear." But uh, do you it's all do good. you
1: run into a lot of Russian in your in your life, Chad, or is that just a, that just a coincidence that? That well, happened while uh, that David's that one here. time,
0: and then <laughs> and then when David and I were in Carlo Vivari, right? What like a month ago? No, it was maybe two that. months. Maybe two months. That. Yeah, we heard some Russian around us, and a lot of the stores yeah. and shops had Russian, yeah, um, in the windows. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, I don't come across very much Russian. So is
1: this your uh, first time in the Czech Republic,
2: uh, David? <laughs> yeah, uh, second. So. The reason why I wanted to come here again uh, was because I was here in 2015. I did a very short summer program in Prague. I really liked it, you know, loved the beer, loved the atmosphere, and Prague, you know, loved the history and the architecture. Mm -hmm. Uh, I studied history at university. Um, I really wanted to come here, and I wanted to go somewhere other than Prague. You know, I'd heard it was great, seen pictures, talked to people. But I I only really spent time in Prague, so I thought you know I'll come back here, work on my Czech language a little bit, try to learn some Czech and see what it's like. And so far, I've absolutely loved it. Uh, are you on the road to polyglatism? Are you are you hoping
1: to add more and more languages to your, to your repertoire, or is just just
2: is it just more out of because you're there, you're gonna l- try to learn it? I. I'm interested in Slavic languages in particular, and there's three, so there's these three Slavic language categories, you may have heard of them. There's East Slavic, which is Russian, Ukrainian, Belarusian. There's West Slavic, which is Polish, Czech, Slovakian, Um, and actually a Slavic language that exists in a small part of Germany called Sorbian, uh, Interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and and then there's South Slavic, which is Croatian, <laughs> Slovenian, Serbian, Macedonian, and Bulgarian, and ma- I think Bosnian. Um, so uh, I think I would like to learn one of each category because generally the the categories are so similar to each other, right? Like Russian, Ukrainian, Czech, and Slovak. Mm-hmm. That if you can understand one of those subcategories of slavic you can understand all the others in that category so if i were to learn one from all three it's sort of uh you know bring i could bring it all together right. i feel like
0: that's a that's a solid bang for your buck journey to <laughs> yeah. polyglotism right there yeah i mean
1: it's, it's a tough start but i think once you it seems like once you start to get it that is a good bang for your buck but it's just it seems so intimidating to start you know it's People, I mean, people. I look at it as like you know, you just starting from scratch, and it's it's just so intimidating. Oh yeah, and it, and not that it doesn't seem useful, but I I'm when I think bang for for my buck, like the next language I really want to learn is Spanish. Like that seems like a real bang for your buck language right there, especially in the U.S. Because just about every state you go to with with that has a big city that is probably going to be useful,
0: or could be fun, useful. F- fun fact for you, Jared. If you can speak English and Spanish, you can speak to over seventy percent of the world population. All right, never mind. I don't want to learn it. You know what? I'm actually going to unlearn some English.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there, you,
1: there you go. There you go. Uh, okay. Nice. Um, uh, 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 so, how's the teaching? How's the teaching at your school? At uh, mine? Yeah. Uh, All it's these very questions good. are for you. I, I don't <laughs> want to know anything about you.
3: He
1: doesn't care. Okay. You talk too much. <laughs>
2: that's understandable <laughs> uh, this is a nice so change of pace for what someone else to talk to it's really great there's uh, so I teach it in an art school right it's woodworking and design so my students make oh, that's cool uh, they make they make musical instruments which is really cool oh what uh, and,
0: and guitars bro
2: yeah guitars they oh, make Chad, how jealous are you
0: super jealous <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> they make furniture, they make carvings, they make paintings. Uh, what else do they make? They make, I don't know, they, they design all these really cool, interesting things. Um, and so they're super talented to begin with. Um, and I love art, I love music, so my students are always very happy to talk about art and music. Um, and we do a lot with art and music in our English lessons, so it's, it's, it's a oh. fun time.
1: How, how, how so? Like you incorporate it into the teaching, you mean? Yeah, can you get so, some examples?
2: Uh, yes. So, for example, with my third year class, we were talking about housing. Um, and so, like, uh, we went through the important vocabulary, you know, what are the rooms of the house? What kind of houses are there? You know, the types of house where you can live at. Um, the, fr- you know, the furniture. Did I say that? Yeah, furniture. Um, and... Since they're design students and they spend a lot of time like working with either 3D models or actually drawing designs um, and oftentimes for interior, the assignment uh, that we worked together on and then I had them do individually was come up with your dream home. And then draw it and then be able to talk oh. about it, right? And so they could draw all this really elaborate interior, all the furniture. They could design the house and then they had the vocabulary to talk about it.
1: Oh, and then they were like was, standing up, like, this is my, this is the living room, this is the kitchen. Yes,
2: yeah, this is my tree house. One, one of the students, <laughs> she, she, did, she did a tree house and she said, okay, this is how I get into the tree house. This is the well, furniture. Well, see, that's cool.
1: And, and that, and that kind of like naturally. Makes them want to like go above and beyond because then there's like the like putting in the modeling or or, the, or that part they're like oh I want my thing to look cool I don't want to come in with some boring looking thing and I want to yeah and so they put way more work into the modeling like well now you got to explain it to me he's like oh
0: yeah that's right I got to do that part too and I actually had the uh, the pleasure of seeing some of these uh, pictures last week when I was visiting David I tell you what man some of them were drawn really really well that's I mean, awesome looked really awesome yeah I can I want to see some of them um.
1: I've tried to teach myself Google Sketch, which is Google's version of three D modeling. It is so like like it's both it's cool, but it's also so aggravating. And um, I I, I, I've taken a break from it for a while, but I want to get back to learning that. But um, I feel like I'm starting to get to the age where, um, like Chad was with trying to figure out his FaceTime a second ago. I feel like (laughs) I feel like I'm starting to get to the age where, like, I'm slowly starting to get to like where. I'm now like intimidated by tech, some technology. was like I don't feel like trying to figure this out. It's like, but it's like, but I still want to figure it out, and I feel like I can. But I'm slowly just like, Ugh, I mean, really, as I'm as I'm learning, it, I'm like, when am I ever going to really need how to need 3D modeling? <laughs> at you work, never know. At work, you never know. My boss me, uh, was had this idea for something, and he wanted us to find a um, find like someone that could make us a 3D modeling in our engineering department. And my dumbass was like, oh, I'm learning it. I could probably make it for you. And w- within, like, <laughs> within like 15 minutes of sitting down and starting this, I was like, I have made a giant mistake. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did you end up telling your boss? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. He's I like, mean- oh, yeah, I didn't <laughs>
1: actually. He didn't really. I don't think he actually expected. I, I, but yeah, no, uh, I, don't, I think he knew that I couldn't do it because I had also made it clear that I was in the process of learning how to use the uh, thing. So I was like, give me like two weeks to figure it out Another two weeks and I'll make it (laughs) and it'll be good to go. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work how I thought it was going to work. Right.
0: Yeah. That would be tough.
1: Yeah. Uh, That would be tough. So I saw um, on Instagram that Chad got two beer or a beer and some peppermint schnapps from his students. Oh, he, he's, he has them right now. A Pilsner Ur- Urquell, of course. Pilsner Urquell with the <laughs> their, ribbon. A, their obsession with Pilsner Urquell, Urquell is hilarious to me. <laughs> that and the, and the Zelena,
0: which is checked for green. And yeah, that's the peppermint schnapps. Did you get any so gifts from your
2: students? I have not yet. Well, well I didn't yet. Uh, okay. We have a Christmas yes. party on <laughs> Tuesday. Okay. Uh, and in preparation for the Christmas party, yesterday we made gingerbread cookies. Together and they mm. were absolutely delicious.
1: Where'd you do that? You guys have a kitchen at your school?
2: So we have a dorm. Uh, the school has a dorm. It's like a, it's kind of like a boarding house, but it feels like you know a, a college dorm. Um, and there's a kitchen on every floor with with mm. these little bitty ovens. And so we made some cookies in the ovens.
0: Does your school have a dorm, Chad? Um, I th- I think there is, but I've never been to it before. Okay. Uh, I think it's about 20 minutes walking distance away.
1: Why does his school so much, sound so much more fun? It sounds like uh, you're in a, uh, almost a television version of... <laughs> we made treats just very, and played instruments together and... <laughs> they're just very <laughs> made different our dream uh, schools.
0: Sat in a circle and is, together. Is, exactly. Well, my, my school is more for um, like IT, engineering, right, right. Um, things like that. So it's just a whole different... Mm-hmm. If you were into gaming and computers, you'd be in heaven at my school, right? Um, because it seems like every every almost every student in one of my classes, especially on Mondays, you know, I'll usually have a quick little warm up while I'm getting the, the PowerPoint loaded, and I'll ask them, you know, what did you do during the weekend? And it's almost always the same answer every week: played played computer games all weekend. <laughs> Not always, but usually. Um, but yeah. Do any can- of them play competitively? Um, I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure a couple of them play competitively. What, 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 are,
1: their, what are their big uh, go-to games for the competitive stuff?
0: FIFA? I have no idea. I'll have to ask them. No, computer wow. games, my man. FIFA. I, oh right, you play right. FIFA on the computer?
1: I don't think that's, I don't think that's I a think go-to for... I think that's a console for, game. Yeah, you're right.
0: I don't think they think do that competitively on a computer. I mean, I know there are some students at my school who do enjoy FIFA. But um, I don't know if they play it competitively. FIFA's the shit. I love FIFA. That that, that is true. (laughs) Me too. But speaking of my students, I would like to move on to our shout-outs and give a big shout-out to my E3 class for hooking me up with some tasty little uh, Christmas uh, liquid (laughs) treats. You're good. Um, Yeah, I I came into the classroom this morning, and uh, they were just sitting on the desk. And I kind of had an idea they were for me, but I wasn't really sure. (laughs) <laughs> I was like talking, and I kind of avoided looking at them. And then wait, so you had the- started
1: te- class? Of, had, had what? You just started
0: class with them, just sitting there, with not even yep. acknowledged yep. that. <laughs> I, I i didn't it was a little awkward on my part so so my bad e3 but uh because because you know i didn't i didn't bring them anything you know so i felt a little guilty um you know but it was it was it was really nice was so really were cool. you, was
1: your plan that is never mentioned it the whole class because you didn't bring anything you're like well i'm just gonna take this in shame and not say anything because i, I, didn't mean, bring anything. I mean that's better i think that's I better think than that acknowledge you was... and getting saying thank you
0: well, I did, say, I did say thank you. But, oh, you um, did? Okay, okay. I did, yeah. I literally thought like you I just walked
1: disagreed. in and like, almost like, d- act, 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 like pretend it didn't even exist. Just,
0: just walk in, see it <laughs> on the desk, and just be like, oh, <laughs> and leave, leave the concert? I betcha. That would have been bad. <laughs> um, that would have been really bad. But no, I just, uh, I was a little embarrassed because I didn't bring anything, in, and, and, you know, that was what really thoughtful whole and kind class, of What the whole class, though? I don't know, a thing of Christmas cookies? Something small. Chad,
1: uh, you, are, you can't c- make anything. Do you know how to turn on an oven? Dude, the only thing I use to cook food here is my oven. I am a king with my oven. <laughs> well, okay, you might know how to turn on an oven, but that's still a case in point. I think you're still proving my point.
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I said I would go buy Christmas cookies.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Because I'm, oh, I'm not oh. trying
0: to give my students food poisoning. <laughs> um, I like my students. So, so, yeah, but that's my first shout-out. My, oh my second shout-out has kind of a different story this is kind of badass this sounds like something that indiana jones would do so i don't know if you've heard about this jared but there was a phd student that was stuck in an isis war zone whoa and he was studying at lund university which is in i believe sweden and there's uh, an isis his, community in sweden no 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 he was in <laughs> i'm know, pretty I'm sure he kidding. was in iraq or, <laughs> he was in iraq
1: and so well, what was he doing so, there what's his major like was uh, it like journalism or something? Oh, chemistry. chemistry,
0: chemistry. He went back because his uh, family. Oh, he's fr- he, okay. he went back to try to help his family. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. And so he he had texted his his uh, dissertation advisor and told her, "If I'm not back in a week, um, this dissertation is probably not happening, and um, Jeez. that you know maybe life is over." And so he. He was. What, what, excuse this, me? You said maybe life is over? I, I mean, so. I mean, if you're captured by ISIS, life is probably oh, over. Oh,
1: I thought you were saying he just wouldn't. Okay. Th-
0: this, oh, oh no. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I
1: got you. I'm, I'm following.
0: You, all right. We all on the same page? Okay, yes. good. It's just intense. So, I'm just... so right here, so, so this gentleman's name is, um, I believe it's Juma. So he said, um, I had no hope. Um, I was desperate. I just wanted to tell my supervisor what was happening. Um, and what she ended up doing... Is um, she sent, she hired some security group and basically sent mercenaries. And this professor got him out safely from Iraq. And he is now back in Sweden, finished his PhD, I believe, and is now working for a pharmaceutical company. Wow. Go ahead, ask away. I see you want to ask some questions, Jerry. Mercenaries, though? I mean, right here it says... Where do you
1: even find a mercenary?
0: So right here, she contacted the university security chief... I mean, chief.
1: listen, I'm not hating, by the way. This is more just out of curiosity. Like, are these so people for... over a open few for...
0: days... Right. So over a few days of intense activity, Gustafson hired a security company... Did she pay for then them? then arranged... That's got to be expensive. I would, I, would, I would imagine so. A few, a few those days guys later... seen They're balling. Oh, I'm sure they are. Uh, yeah, right here, Jared. A few days later, two land cruisers carrying four heavily like armed land mercenaries... Roared into the area where Juma was hiding and sped him away to Herbal Airport together with his wife and two small children. So there you go. So shout out to Damn. Um, to the professor. Um, let me uh, Charlotta Turner. Shout out to you for um, doing all that and helping us Shout your out student. to
1: uh, Blackwater Mercenary Services
3: for
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly five all
0: stars right. and, on Yelp. <laughs> and my last. And my last uh, shout-out goes to the city of Madrid. Have you heard anything exciting about the city of Madrid, Jared? Um, I saw um, everyone was clowning um, Cristiano Ronaldo
1: because he attempted a, uh, a uh, bicycle kick and flopped it, and everyone was, cause, and everyone was making fun of it. It's like, oh, it didn't work like it did last time where he nailed it on Real Madrid's team. It's, that's not oh, what nice. you're talking about, is it? It, it is not. No. Okay. So, <laughs> For uh, a second, Madrid... I thought it
0: was. Uh, no, no. Uh, so my second or actually third shout out is Madrid has banned um, any uh, vehicles that have emissions in the city center. Okay. I mean this is rough that you're making me give this
1: shout out. Lover of all cars loud and big engined But okay.
0: That's, that's fair.
1: I understand why this is good and yeah that that is uh, London's pretty I don't I think they're they're saying they're going to do that by like 2020 something. But but they mm-hmm. heavily uh like there's it's heavily taxed, what like the the bigger your car is in certain city centers I know in, right. in the London areas sure. and stuff like that. Yeah. But Absolutely. yeah, that's that's the way the future's going, man. Um, the the future for the internal combustion engine is is bleak, but it's it makes sense because electric cars um, uh, they are way better for the environment. Um, and it takes I th- I just watched a video that said it takes I believe. Um, you know, everyone talks about how, yeah, uh, ba- electric cars might be, um, might be like uh, uh, good for the environment and 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 not emitting any fuel. But like, um, there's the all the pollution that goes into making batteries. There's that they they use cobalt, they use lithium that you have to mine in Congo and and these with a lot of child labor goes into mining these rare metals. And it turns out that actually only like four to five years and a lot depending on the state. But after four to five years electric cars are way better than uh than like for the environment which is no time that's the like the average time that people own cars so uh yeah that's the way the future is going and i like it i think it's good even though i like cars i think i also like technology so it's cool
0: oh definitely and there still is going to be a need for cars
1: that was technology talk while um david and chad poured their (laughs) beers
0: that's right uh, so David, how about how about you uh, let our listeners know what, what kind of beer we got today for so a beer, a beer right here time? today?
2: Mm-hmm. We have Gambrinus, and there's a picture of a guy who I assume is Gambrinus. Can I say uh, And looks it like? is number twelve. So oh, okay. Gambrinus Gambi. Do you know who Gambrinus is? I
0: I have no idea. No,
2: do you? No? Oh
0: no. Uh, yeah, I don't have the slightest idea. Um, he but looks yeah. like a king. Oh, for sure, he's got a crown. <laughs> he looks—he looks like a cross between Santa Claus and Vaclav. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Do you want me to? I can tell you who he is. Seems like he's a pretty cool dude.
0: Please, please do. Let's tell Gambrinus us. Gambrinus
1: is a legendary oh. European culture hero, kind of like the uh, 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 celebrated as an icon of beer, brewing joviality and joie de vivre. Early. Oh, I like it. All uh, right. Uh, traditional songs, poems, and stories describe him as a king, duke, or count of Flanders and Brabant. Typical, typical uh, representations in the visual arts depict him as a rotund, bearded duke or king. The, uh, essentially, uh, what I'm going to say is a uh, Chad in 50 years. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, holding a tankard or mug. And uh, sometimes with a keg nearby. Gambrinos is sometimes erroneously called a, a patron saint, but he is neither a patron saint nor a uh, to- tutelary daddy. I don't know what that is. That took a weird turn. But yeah, he just seems like uh, he's a culture icon, and apparently people just like to use his likeness to represent beer and joviality. I think.
0: Um the captain morgan guy That's that's true. <laughs> well here as a, as a as a way to test this we got to give it a try. So as they yes. say in the Czech Republic, <laughs> I'm going to
1: take a guess and assume that this is what uh, Chad would describe as a pilsner style bill b- beer to avoid attacks from um, pilsner or quell purist on on the reddit forums and potentially in real life as well.
0: Well guess what Jared? Gambrinos is actually brewed at the Pilsner Urquell Brewery.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I take everything back that I just said, and I'm so sorry. And the company <laughs> I'm was slipping found slipping on gator piss. That's
0: true. But yeah, so this is, over uh, Gam- Gam- it's, it's, <laughs> this is... I'm my own This turning weird. <laughs> so Gambrinos Pilna, uh 12. Um, what's that? Now? Dvanatst? Yes. Yeah. 12. Dvanatst, if you want a little extra check untranslatable. Right Vanata. here is a, t- is a typical... A uh, 12-degree, right? 12-degree mm-hmm. pale lager, which is 5% ABV. Okay. So I remember the last beer that
1: the Klushevitsky had a 10 on there.
0: Kluszewitska, uh-huh.
1: Klušovica had a 10 on there. And so is the 12 on the Gamblinus, is that similar concept to the 10 on
0: the Kluszewitska? Exactly. Do you see the the 12... Uh, I, there, do. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. I see the twelve. Uh, the, you're not yeah.
1: Turned, yeah. Yeah, I see like the side of it, yeah. but yeah, I get, I get mm-hmm. the idea. <laughs> so the the really interesting
2: thing oh, it's right to there at me, the
1: top. I see it now perfectly.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in the Czech Republic, they don't, you know, they don't do what they do at like a uh, craft brewery, local brewery in the U.S. or even with some, you know, of the major beers. Where they'll say, you know, this is a lager, this is a pilsner, this is a pale ale, whatever. They don't say any of that stuff. They simply have the brand and these numbers, which right. they consider like a grade, right? Um, so this, I guess, they would consider a higher grade as a twelve than mm-hmm. the ten.
1: Do you know what the sort of the higher numbers are? Like
2: if you get into like the highest grade stuff, what what numbers you'd be talking about? I think with like some IPAs, you could go up into sixteen, eighteen. So they do do IPA, do do do, they do IPAs in um in the Czech Republic. There's a few. I've had a few, okay. but they're not. I haven't had one that was quite as bitter as many of the ones you find in the U.S. They're all kind of tame, I'd say. That's
1: uh, one thing I, I recently learned is that um, the U.S. had like that. That's uh, a quality of the U.S. is that they have way more freedom with um, a, with what they can do with with beer and and a lot of these countries in Europe that have these such old histories of, of brewing. Stick to antiquated, not antiquated, but stick to very old rules that limit a lot of the uh, sort of weird beers you can find in uh, in the U.S. Pretty commonly, I'd say. Yeah, isn't there some
2: German brewing law?
0: Reinheitsgebot. Yeah, Fumpsen Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So the so the purity laws. Yeah, I think you are what allowed three or four ingredients in your beer. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the I don't know the rules behind that.
1: But yeah, it's the purity laws of 1516 is what yes. is that? That's what it is.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's the oldest law um, that there ever was about food or drink, like the first ever type of food or drink regulation. Of course it was for beer. I mean, the only
1: reason I'm familiar with 1516 being the year and it being a purity law is because of the bar we used to go to in Vienna all the time. (laughs) It was called (laughs) 1516.
0: Which I will probably be back there in a week. Oh, man. Was the beer good? Oh yeah, and they
1: had their own. They, I mean, they were. I mean, I think they were kind of uniquely good because that they like brewed their own stuff there, which was was, yeah, and it was kind of unique stuff too. I I liked it there. It was good.
0: Also, speaking of the food was not that special though, but it was still good. But the beer was that 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 currywurst was pretty good though. That's true. We we can talk about that later. Interesting fact, though, Jared, about Gamprinos and Austria. The the brewery Ottakringer, which is where I used to live in Vienna, also has um also brews gambrinos apparently okay and there are also some breweries in germany that brew gambrinos as well and even uh, i believe in pittsburgh and columbus ohio so august wagner breweries in columbus ohio i could probably also. find gambrinos around here i'm three hours away from pittsburgh you should find some see what you think all right yeah I'll, but, I'll, I'll but g- you <laughs> know we've we've been talking all about gambrinos what are your thoughts on the taste,
2: David? What, what mm. do you think?
0: You've had a lot of Czech beers. I feel like it's safe to say I've probably had a lot of Czech beers. We've been here for four months. We both enjoy beer. Yes,
2: definitely. I mean, I like it. Um, I can say, because we know it's brewed by Pilsner, I think this is their uh, their take on a beer with a bit of a lighter taste. Right, it's it's not quite as strong in flavor as Pilsner, or as Skunky, or as Skunky. Yeah, that skunkiness is not quite there. It feels a lot lighter, a lot smoother. Um, Do you got yeah. a nice nice
0: amber kind of tint to it? Do you think there's some sort
1: of uh, purposefully, uh, like purposefully, purpose, purposefully making the Pilsner Irquell taste better than this beer because they're made by the same company? And obviously, yes. they want the Urquil to be the top, the yeah, top of the line. Yeah, and okay. this is cheaper. This is cheaper. Yeah, that makes perfect sense then, yeah. All right, yeah, what do you think, Chad?
0: Uh, I like it. Smooth finish. Oh, wow, um, look at that. <laughs> Smooth finish. These are professional words. That's, that's right. I don't know. It's got a, it's got a good Strong taste undertones. to it. Strong undertones. <laughs> Let me take another sip.
2: Can you identify the hops and the malt that they used? This beer? <laughs> Believe it or not, I
0: cannot. It's it's good though. It it goes down real smooth. I've I've always been a fan of Gambrinos. Um There's a the, my favorite bar here in Komutov has it on tap, and it is delicious on tap. Um, we may uh, make our way there tomorrow evening, um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's got a good taste. I will say though, for some reason. It's kind it's a little counterintuitive. So it's it's darker in color than a Pilsner Orkfell. Mm-hmm. But I think it's definitely lighter in terms mm. of taste and finish and everything like that. Yeah. Hmm.
2: I would comment one more thing on this beer and say because here in the Czech Republic beer is so important when it's paired with food, this seems like a very good beer for drinking solo drinking on its own oh yeah you're right um whereas pilsner or Quill is more of like a pub beer like drinking it with that's food. good
0: consumer advice right there i like yeah, that. i could drink this with or without food i think a pilsner is definitely pilsner Urquell is definitely great with food okay
1: especially with that uh czech um sausage and what else do they have what else what else what's svičkova,
0: like a, goulash. Sure. <laughs> all, all those things. All of the above. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> we actually had uh, we had um rizek, which is the Czech word for schnitzel for dinner tonight, and we actually had a Pilsner Urquell with dinner. And it, it was it, so good. Yeah, it was delicious. Paired with the, the schnitzel and the French fries. Oh nice. Delicious. That does sound really great. Good. I'm, I'm jealous. You uh-huh. just gotta come visit. Problem oh.
1: solved. So I put up a price alert a long time ago to see prices. For flights to the Czech Republic to Prague, mm-hmm. and they just never came, and then all of a sudden one came randomly a couple of days ago. Then that's then they haven't come since. But the flight was like six hundred and fifty dollars round trip, which I did not that, think was ooh, bad.
0: That's a steal. If but you yeah. can
1: get one for that cheap, you let me know and I'll pick you up at the airport. I, I I'm I'm I don't remember when it was. So that's the I, but like I just randomly put it in. But I need to I need to look more into that. But yeah. Um, I oh uh, shit! I just locked my phone. V <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that is pretty great. On the uh, on the so great job on the uh, beer reviews. Thank you very much. Uh, but I think it's about that time. Ooh,
0: I think it is about that time.
1: Um, and so, go ahead. Well, go ahead. I, I I my my plan here is to do something a little different. Okay. So I have two Russian untranslatables. Ooh, but for the sake right. of everyone here, I, I would like to give you the um, literal and have you tra- say it in Russian. See if you could translate it, and then we'll like we can. And then I can read it to see how close you were to what they uh, what they
0: said. Oh God! Can, I, can this I, is can <clears> under <throat> pressure. Can I warn David that Jared gets pure joy in putting you on the spot? And oh so God! I'm, because
2: I get I uh, my rush. <laughs> Because
0: Jared and I, <laughs> we used to be walking down the street in Vienna, and he pointed at the most a... random thing, like windowsill. And be like, how do you say that in German? <laughs> I know, You're a German teacher, Jared. I, I, I,
1: like, I, I cherish our friendship, and then I get to have a, a German teacher as a friend. And I like uh, picking your brain. I'm sorry, you I do. find you so smart. And We're not walking dictionaries, Jared.
0: <laughs> but we, we can try it out. We can I only do have if, a check on translatable you as don't well. do we can the get thing, to though.
1: it later. You, uh, well, okay. Well, let me. Let's do one.
2: Okay. Now Chad gave this whole disclaimer.
1: Now it's this whole thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No need to be nervous. It's all good.
1: Okay. Well, actually, as soon as I start this, I realize it might be a little tough because I I'm looking at the words, (laughs) and I think if I was thinking if this was in German, I was like, why would I ever know how to say this these words in German? Oh, we can do the second one first. The first one's pretty difficult. Uh, To grab someone's eggs.
3: Hmm.
2: Interesting. So eggs is yaitza.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I see that.
2: <laughs> hmm. To How do you say? Grab someone's eggs.
1: Um, well, uh,
2: Pri- maybe Niesti?
1: Uh, what if I said Vizyat? Vizyat, okay, yeah. To take. Okay. Vizyat, uh, okay. Okay, well, see, this is useful to have. Uh-huh. <laughs> So it's not to grab someone's balls it's, or eggs. It's to take someone's <laughs> okay. eggs, it's not balls. Yeah. We're not talking about balls here. Yeah, that was my bad.
2: <laughs> but but that is, uh, it's the same word in Russian for eggs and balls. That makes sense. That's usually how yeah. they do it. That's the same in Spanish and German yep. as well. Yep, exactly.
1: Uh, so it's Viziatza Yatza. Is that how you say it?
2: Yes. Viziatza
1: Okay. Viziatza and that's to grab someone's eggs. Have you ever heard that one before?
2: I have not heard that one before. Okay,
1: what do you think it means?
2: Hmm, I have no clue. I'm uh, maybe maybe. I'm i would think it means to grab someone's balls. Would no, be my first reaction. These are reactions. idioms. These are. I not, feel I it's feel not like literal. It's,
0: isn't it? Isn't it kind of like the way we use it in English when like somebody says like like she's got you by the balls. Uh
1: <laughs> no no for a second I thought you had it no no it means to uh to make someone feel scared
2: oh interesting okay interesting mm-hmm. I interesting. wonder why that has anything to do with eggs
1: well I th- I think maybe they're all I think they might be talking about balls and I think if someone just gets grabbed by the balls un like unprovoked or or like and you're like oh, what's about to happen here to my balls that could make <laughs> someone feel scared yeah
0: that's fair. That's just that a
1: guess. I, you know, I don't yeah. I, that's, does, that, it, I
2: would also say that because Russians off almost always when they're talking about Yitzha aside from the grocery store in the kitchen, <laughs> that's what it has <laughs> to do with. Uh
1: okay. Do they do they talk about their balls a lot over there?
2: Well, I mean just as much as the average guy does, I guess. Okay. I don't want to be put into that category, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair.
0: I don't
1: blame you. I feel like I keep bull talk to a minimum, no, but I know what you, you mean. Um, Chad, do you have any, or do you have any untranslatables, David? I have a Czech
0: one. Oh, David does as well. Yeah, Russian or Czech.
2: I have a. I have a few idioms. I don't know that they're untranslatable. Chad, what we'll messed, find out? He's
1: fucking with our branding right now. This is uh, this is. R- oh, he's good.
0: <laughs> if anything, it's my fault, my dude. Okay, I just told him to some them. Russian idioms. So here we go. <laughs> give us some
2: idioms. Yeah,
0: okay. Untranslatables.
2: Give us an untranslatable. Right. Don't give I'll, it, Chad. So, <laughs> <clears throat> I'll start. I'll start with uh, the first one I thought of. Okay, I'll say it in Russian, then I'll say what it literally means. Yes, and then I'll let you guess. Perfect. Okay. Okay, so in Russian, it is which means the first pancake is always a lump. Does that have anything to do with the fact that you put
1: all the syrup on the top and it uh and you, <laughs> none of the syrup ever gets to the pancakes under, so you have to always lift up each individual one and pour for that layer
2: I think I think so. that would be my guess, but oh, that's not how they use yeah. this.
1: Okay, because that always. So, always how do you meant.
2: think they use it? The first pancake is always a lump.
0: Is that like you like? There's always like a learning curve when you start something. Yes. New? yeah Ooh, yeah. hit that handful. Yeah. Yeah. forward! Yeah. All right. Nice. Okay. I
2: like, I like that. that. Yes. It's a good so the first one, the first try is always you know the hardest the hardest right? You may not succeed, but you you one. make more pancakes right, and they're better. Yeah. They're not yeah. lumpy,
0: Jared.
1: Yeah. Oh, or maybe it has something to do with. Oh, I take all of that back. And I get it. It has to do with flipping the pancake. And you and it's always hard to flip a pancake. And so the first couple ones you flip, you're always going to mess it up and it's, gonna, it's not going to be a clean flip, so they might be lumpy. That's where it probably comes from. Not the syrup
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the syrup thing, for sure.
2: Okay. So, second one is бесплатный сыр только в is Sir cheese? Yes, it is cheese. Is Holka yeah. oh. girl? Uh, no. Oh, damn. No. See, it I was, was also just about to check. give you
1: a ham horn, but when you said no to that, I was like, I got to take it away now. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so it means
2: free cheese only exists in a mouse trap. Oh. I like that one. I think I know what it means, but
0: uh, I have Jared guess.
1: I, I mean, like, good like, good things don't come easy. So, like, if... If there's something that's handed to you, it's not, like, it's either, it's, such, it's like, don't just, like, trust free things, is how I would take it, where it's, like, you
2: have to work for stuff. Jared hit the horn. Oh. Nice. Great. Yes, that's exactly what it means. Like, okay. nothing is truly free.
1: Right. Okay. That does sound like a, a Russian idiom. I can See, now you got me messing it up. That does sound like a Russian untranslatable is, uh yeah I can imagine that so it does sound like uh your pronunciation is very good how, thank you uh, how um how how tough was it to uh, is it to adjust from like you know your
2: American speak to uh Russian so you mean like i'm I'm saying an American sentence fast and then I throw a Russian word in there and then go back to english how, no i mean like I would that? say
1: more like like how how hard is it to pick up the uh, di- that the Russian that accent accents
2: that's the word I'm looking for yeah, yeah. Um, pretty difficult. I mean, I think it only came after my third year of studying, where I was in Saint Petersburg.
1: Did you? uh, you, you, How long did you? uh, We need. All right. Sorry, I have so many questions. Um, all right. All right. All right. Do you have any Let's
0: let's save it. Let's move on to the main segment. Let's save it.
1: Okay. So you studied abroad in in, um, in in Saint Saint Petersburg. Petersburg. Yes. Or it seems like they just call it Peter.
2: Peter. Yes, that's the shortened version. It's Peter for um for how long So I was there from August to December, so five months. Okay, 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 okay.
1: Okay, I gotcha. Um, my first thought was, if someone was, were learning Russian, would is Russia the only option they have for studying abroad? Absolutely not. Um, I'm sure that's like a, that's, that's a an good FAQ. question. Dude.
2: I feel like that's an FAQ on the study abroad website. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I know. I know just as many people that went to a different country to study Russian language and Russian culture uh, than Russia. So, because Russia is such a big country, uh, Russia and the Soviet Union have such a huge, you know, historical footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, you have countries like uh, Kazakhstan. Kyrgyzstan, uh, Ukraine, where there's lots of people who speak Russian, lots of people who are culturally Russian. And then you have a lot of countries like, say, Estonia, that has cultural Russians and even Russians that nowadays are moving to that country. Uh, So you can find Russian speakers there. Uh, There's various colleges and communities where Russian is the primary language outside of Russia. I mean, even in New York City, you have Brighton Beach, right? Have you heard of Brighton Beach in New York no. City? It's a strong Russian community there. Okay. Uh, lots of Russian speakers. So there's there's Russians everywhere. So
1: you could theoretically study abroad in Brighton Beach, New York, is what you're telling me right Maybe. now? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, I haven't heard From of a program, full but Russian I'd be interested
2: to know if there is some sort of <laughs> Russian language program there.
1: I'm sure. Well, I'm sure if it's that. Um, like that infused into the community. They probably at least teach it in
2: schools, I would imagine. Oh yeah. Have, oh yeah. I'm sure there's no shortage of finding Russian teachers to teach in schools there. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. You can go many places. Were you um, con- were you considering any other uh anything other than Russia? I was. I was strongly considering a program in uh Almaty, Kazakhstan. Okay. Which is a very nice city I've heard. Okay. What how'd you choose uh Peter? So I chose Peter mainly because oh, I also fun. studied uh, history. It was fun to say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's super fun to say. Peter. <laughs> yeah, and it's so much shorter. St. Petersburg, Peter. You know, because
1: yeah. uh, I, I, when I was um, like, lo- doing research on St. Petersburg, I was like, there's no way that they're saying St. Petersburg every time uh, with like,
2: people that actually live there. Like, It's too long. It is. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, how did you every- choose uh, Peter. Uh, so I love history and Russian culture and Russian music. And really, um, I'll just go ahead and break it down. You know, you've got St. Petersburg and Moscow. Moscow is the political center, business center. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very big city, very busy. And St. Petersburg is more the cultural capital, you know, the arts capital, the place mm-hmm. with the history and and uh, the really nice architecture. I mean, there's... Great architecture in Moscow as well, but if you oh, really right. want to get into the culture and the music and those sort of things, Saint Petersburg is the place to go.
1: It's better for the uh, for the young people. For the uh, oh yes, yeah, that makes sense. I I, I saw somewhere that um, Saint Petersburg
2: has a very high number of coffee shops. It does, yes. And coffee is not actually that popular in Russia. You have most people that drink tea. Uh, but compared to the rest of Russia, yes, St. Petersburg has a lot of coffee shops.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, David, but I remember you telling me that uh, St. Petersburg is kind of known as being a a hipster
2: city. Yes, yeah. So there's a phrase in Russian now. It's called Petersky hipster, which means a Petersburg hipster, right? Oh, interesting. Um, And it's to describe (laughs) the artsy people in St. Petersburg. Because if you go to some other places in Russia, you know people... Especially in wintertime, you know, often tend to wear darker clothes. You may walk down the street and think, you know, people tend to, you know, dress in the same way, have the same sort of fashion sense. And you go to St. Petersburg and everyone has their own unique sense of fashion um, and they're now, very artsy.
1: I notice you're not wearing a flannel
2: like Chad and I. Would you consider yourself <laughs> a fashionista? uh definitely not <laughs> i i am just this is just an odd day for me I woke up he usually
0: just, has a flannel on, i usually have a flannel on that. today i woke
2: up and said i'm feeling like you know being a little creative today and so i put on a gray sweater <laughs> oh wow wow <laughs> very nice um okay so when you
1: that was your was that your first time um in a russian-speaking country
2: it was yes how how um terrified were you? That's a leading question. <laughs> I was I was very terrified. You know, honestly, the first week I got there, you know, I I came in and you know, I can I could read Russian decently. You know, I could write it, but my speaking um was just really really awful. Uh, and so I was, you know, scared to talk to people right. and it's the first time I really, you know, seriously, stayed abroad and uh I was like my first week. I was afraid to go out of the house. I was, I was, you know, <laughs> afraid of social interaction. You know, people are going to identify me as a foreigner. Did you uh, have any
1: like friends through your program though?
2: I did, I did, right? But the city, the city is quite big. Okay. Um. So I, I wasn't super close to. It's, any It's of not them. you couldn't just easily get to any of them. No, no, we okay. all lived in different places.
1: What um like what what were people telling you about about um either either what were people warning you about Russia or what were people saying to you before you went there? I feel like you got a lot of annoying comments before you left telling people you're going to go there.
2: Yeah, so I mean the first the first question, which I, you know, honestly, I was a bit annoyed with, was why would you go to Russia, right? Because people oh, yeah. still kind of have this Cold War mindset, you know, I right. think Russia is a terrible place, um, which is absolutely false, right? It's, I, I really liked Russia. Um, I've, and I made great friends, and there's really some great people there. Uh, but, you know, th- there's still this mindset. Um, That I think some Americans have that, you know, it's a dangerous place, you know, Russians are the enemy, things like that, Mm -hmm. um, which is absolutely false. Um, And so I got a lot of that. And uh, a lot of people talked about the, you know, sort of xenophobia. You know that you know Russians. Some Russians really don't like Americans. That if they find out you're American, that they won't like you or something like mm-hmm. that. Did uh, you which come, I ran into a few times, but overall, I'd say you know that's that's not the case for most people.
0: And and for the times that you did run into that, like what did you do to kind of circumvent or like cool down the situation?
2: Um. Uh, well, one time I remember telling them I was Canadian. Did that <laughs> and, help? And, yeah. <laughs> um, Which kind but, of seems
1: ridiculous to me.
2: It seems ridiculous. I also get it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but it worked. Um, but, you know, most other times I just said, hey, you know, I love Russia. I don't mean any offense or anything like that. And they were okay with it. That's probably, I would
1: imagine that's the same sort of attitude or it's coming from the same place as it comes from when you hear that stuff from Americans, like that are warning you before you go there. Like, is that coming from the same, like, antiquated Cold War thinking? Or is it
2: something more recent? I think so. And I I have to say that when I—it is coming from that Cold War thinking, um, but it's also coming from, I think, uh, some modern-day, what I'd call propaganda in Russia. You know, on the news media, you see things where they're talking about, you know, American politics, what the American military is doing. Uh, things like that, how it's putting pressure on Russia, et cetera. Um, and I think uh, the times that I did run into xenophobia, it was on occasions uh, where I met people that were from, say, for example, a more rural area of Russia and had less uh, exposure to foreigners. And because of that, um, because they had never, you know, met an American before and, you know, have that media, the the both the Cold War mindset and today's media, where you know they talk about some of the bad things America's doing. Right. Um, that they were afraid of me, and because they were afraid of me, they got defensive and then aggressive. Um, but I'd say for most people, that's just absolutely not the case. They were very uh, excited to know that I was American and talk with me. I about think it's it.
1: also important to mention. Sorry, Chad. I think it's also important to mention that this was pre. This is pre current administration. Yes. This so is I'd pre- be interested Trump. to know if it's even exas- like if it's exacerbated now or, or what it would be like now.
0: I wonder if it might even be better now because it seems like Trump and Putin are buddies.
2: Yes, I I've talked to many Russians that like Trump. I, I can They're imagine that. that that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I
0: could see that for sure. Now, now, David, you mentioned that you know there were also some people that would seek you out because you were American. What were what were some of the things that they were curious about? You know, did they ask you? I'm sure they had to have asked you why
2: Russia and why are you learning Russian, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Uh, there there were a number of people that sought me out because I was American, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that there are not very many Americans in Russia, right? Uh, I read something that said at one time. There are generally no more than about 600 Americans, like American citizens. That's uh, crazy. Russia's huge. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. In Russia. That puts it in their perspective. So to find an American there uh, is quite rare. Um, so, and so you they... want
0: to talk about exotic, Jared? Wow, yeah,
2: that's pretty exotic, I right mean, there.
1: Like when we were in Vienna, and a lot of times in Germany, it seemed like um, like you could. It almost seemed like there was an annoyance with with the Americans, especially right. since like, like oh, our cultures American. really don't mix very well because Americans are loud and and, right. Germans, For and sure. Germans, are Like it, it almost seems like there was a slight like, oh, here we go again. Uh, can't just have a nice quiet subway ride because Americans are around.
2: Um, yeah, so 600. Americans are rare, and and I think the politics—they wanted to know a lot about the politics um, and what I felt about it. Hmm.
1: I feel like it was. I feel like there's a lot more weight on your study abroad experience than one to even like um, Austria or something like, like Chad and I had. Oh, for where, sure. Where they or one they have they expect so much more from you. And then there's all these, like, and, and there's just, like, there's just this in, interesting relationship that goes back so long where it's, like, this sort of um, love-hate relationship with each other. And I wouldn't even call it love-hate, but, like, this weirdly sort of, like, I, I don't, passive-aggressive, I guess? It's Cold War, so. Right. <laughs> like, I
0: also feel like, for David's case as well, like he could have been one of the few Americans that probably some Russians have ever met in their lives.
2: Right? Oh yes, definitely. I mean, when it's
1: 600, yeah, I mean, these both these places, I assume, have populations of millions. Yes. Just yeah. Moscow and mm-hmm. St. Petersburg alone is what I meant. So like, I imagine right. that, yeah, most people are not. That, I would not even have imagined that uh, small of a, that, that low of a number. My mom used to have to go to Russia every year for her job because um, they were owned by some Russian billionaire, their company. And uh, she 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 didn't she didn't hate it. Well, she hated it, but not because she hated Russia. She thought it was beautiful. But once she like had a driver to take her everywhere, and it was just like hotel to like these parties, and she said they drank a lot. And that's, and my mom is yeah, not that's big, what I've heard. Is my that mom's curious? not a big vodka drinker. <laughs> She's like, can I just get a glass of wine? They're like, uh, you don't want any shots. She's like, I'm
2: good <laughs> on the shots. <laughs> yes, Russians are big about their shots and vodka. Uh, vodka, you know, not everyone drinks vodka, but vodka is definitely a preferred drink in and Russia. And is right. there
0: anything you can tell us and our listeners if you were to go to Russia in terms of drinking culture? Like, what's polite? What's impolite? You know, how, how do you navigate these uh, these? Vodka-soaked waters.
2: <laughs> uh, that's a very good question, um, because you can offend a Russian if you don't, uh, you know, treat oh, their imitations no for it. drinking. Yeah. All right. So, you generally, I would say before you go to Russia, start liking vodka, or at least know how to take one shot of vodka. Okay. Um, and... I think some Russians would be okay with you saying you don't drink if you don't drink, but for most Russians, they would they would probably find a little strange. Um, I would say they're going to offer you some shots, probably vodka. Take the first, and in a formal setting, actually, what you're supposed to do with the vodka shot glass is mm-hmm. turn it over. Okay. That means you do not want any more. If you put it ah, back upright, there's gonna keep filling it up. They will fill it up again, and then you have to take the shot, or it's oh, rude. Oh,
0: that's really good to know. Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh, uh, or it's oh. Okay, that makes sense. That I makes mean, sense. That, yeah, but that could get
1: dangerous. That could get <laughs> especially very if, dangerous. if you're an American. You how can you keep
0: forgetting an to flip American it that
1: doesn't think about it too? Or it's like, oh my god. Yeah. So, did you have to, like, was was it an adjustment? I mean, you're in college, so I don't know. How, I don't know what your drinking levels are, but most college people are at least slightly prepared for unnecessary levels of drinking.
2: Yeah, um, I would say the drinking. I would actually say if we're talking about American colleges the drinking culture in Russia with Russian university <laughs> students is not much different okay um, I've just to throw it back to the Czech Republic here uh, the Czech Republic as I'm sure you've talked about you know has a a rich culture of drinking beer you know people like to go to the pubs and drink beer. Russia, I feel like the drinking culture is more often centered around parties and you know right. drinking shots at parties. And similar things that you do at an American party.
1: So they're uh, okay. So their 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 drinking culture also lends itself more to the partying because it's like quick shot, then back to the partying rather than check. It's where, where it seems more of a sit down and drink beers
2: all night or whatever. Yes, that absolutely. I yeah. think so.
1: Yeah, I prefer the sit down and drink beers all night. I, I don't. Wanna... I do I yeah, yeah, too. <laughs> too.
0: <laughs> did, did think you... we're all on the same page
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> so did did um w- was that a disappointment with the nightlife side of it because that that's really the main thing because that kind of honestly even for me in austria it's, it's a kind of a mix of both there's obviously the sit down and drink all night but there's also plenty of opportunities to go party all night and a lot of our study abroad friends were seemed to be more of the my roommate was a drinker per, like sit down but a lot of them were like go to the club people and i hated that and yeah. um, it, I I often find myself like doing the pregame with them and being like, all right, see you guys. I really don't want to go to this club. Like, I really don't want to go. And just going home after that.
2: Yeah, I would say the same. Um, I'm not much of a club person either. There are a few clubs in St. Petersburg, um, but there are, there are a few bars as well. You can find beer, right? You mm-hmm. can definitely find right. a beer. How
0: is the beer there?
2: Uh, not <laughs> good. <cook. laughs> it <laughs>
1: they is very. They don't high, spend much time focusing on it, but you can find it it is
2: very low in quality and very high in alcohol percentage. Um, is, is, so it will get you drunk for sure.
1: So even I was. It's because Is it because their culture is so centered around the vodka that, like the beer, even like your, like the, it just seems like this is. It's just not what they're used to. It's like the, this slow process. <laughs>
0: it's just not a priority.
1: Yeah, right. I, actually, it's just a different uh, way of
2: doing it. I guess. In the 90s, when Russians, you know, had more exposure to beer, beer came to Russia. Uh, I mean, it was always there, but you started to get more variety. Um, a lot of Russians started drinking beer because they associated vodka with, like, you know, people of a lower class. It was considered, you know, not proper or or low class, if you will, to drink Russia. So a lot of Russians who think highly of themselves... Um, so the
0: hipsters in Peter.
2: The hipsters in Peter like beer, so you can find beer. This is IPA in Peter. Yeah, yeah, the um, IPA.
0: What's the percentage usually of beers in Russia?
2: Oh, I'd say oh wow. Is it um, sixteen degrees? It's at least seven percent. Okay. And higher. Many fragista. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's uh, that's aggressive. I mean, for for like the average, that's aggressive. Yeah, I would say. it's pretty high.
0: So, so tell Jared about the about the fish card. The fish card, that one card you had for the bars.
2: Oh, okay. Do I have it with me? So, so yeah, go ahead. Do have it? Can you show this? Oh yeah. Can you we show might, this? We might have to get Can a picture of that eventually. Too.
1: Oh, that is a cool so. looking. Uh, that is a cool looking card. So this is
2: my uh, killfish bar card, and there was a bar. Uh not far from where I lived and at this bar it's called Killfish in English. They have it written in English. Killfish discount bar. Okay. Is the official name for it. Um and uh it was a bar close to my house, and mostly students would go there. You know, I wanna, you know, message my buddies and say I'm going to the bar. I would just head there about 8 o'clock on a Tuesday and know that they're going to be there.
0: (laughs) On a Tuesday.
2: Yeah, on a Tuesday. Um, And so this is my card. You know, you had to pay like a regular price for the very high alcohol beer and vodka shots without the card. But when you had the card, it's much cheaper. Okay. So and, And they like loaded points on your card so if you buy I don't know you get know, like a ten, free one after Yeah, so many 10 beers you get a one beer free or something
0: is that like common that. in a lot of places in Russia or just this one place Um yeah I've
2: never I seen anything like that before at a bar yeah, Like either. I've
0: seen
1: that concept before like a grocery store
2: <laughs> Yeah but I've never seen that at a bar before I I hadn't either Uh yeah I there's another I I've totally forgotten the name of it but there's another bar in St Petersburg with the same concept where you have a card um, but it's mostly in Russian cities. You wouldn't find it in like a small Russian city. Okay. Sure. Right. Yeah. The
1: bigger, the bigger places. I mean, it's probably expensive to do. You probably have to at least have a good em- enough, like customers come in and out to make it worth it. I would
0: assume. Oh yeah. 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 That would make sense. So I've got a question for you, David. Um, obviously life in Russia was, I'm sure a, a culture shock for you. But what about, you know, what about learning the language? Like how, how much would you say that your Russian improved? And, and, you know, how did you overcome kind of that initial language barrier and anxiety to meet people and, and talk? Because, you know, I've felt that way since I've been in the Czech Republic. Um, so, so what are some things that you've been doing
2: or yeah. that you did? So I guess I'll start out with a comment on the study abroad program and, and then I'll answer your question. So when I was looking at the study abroad program, uh, one thing, I had heard all these stories of people that they went somewhere and like they studied with mostly Americans and it was mostly English that they spoke. And I said, you know, I really want to go somewhere where I'm actually going to be speaking the language the whole time. So that's why I chose this program. And all of my classes were with Russian students.
1: That's intimidating. Uh,
2: yeah, it was it was definitely scary. Now one of the classes was in English, so it was kind of interesting having me the only native English speaker. I feel like the king and of the, the world in that one. Yeah, I felt I felt Hello. like the king of the world. Right. I'm David. The, the, the professor would. It was funny. The professor would ask me questions, you know, specifically me because I was. The English speaker. Well, your English is better than his, I assume. It well, it was, and then he told me to go write it on the board, <laughs> and then I'd write it on the board. You're teaching and, him. And for example, the word would be honor. Uh huh. And it's and I'd write it on the board. He said, "Oh, David, wait, no, 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 write it the British way."
3: <laughs> so uh, I had to add a U. Right.
1: So um, that, is the, that how
2: they uh, they teach the British way with S's and U's and stuff? I think I think uh, at least the past 20 years, they've been teaching more of a British version yeah. of English, but American English is becoming more and more uh, popular. So <laughs> uh, I chose this your program, American English on them. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely right. if you want to learn how to spell it that's how you sure. spell it
1: yeah <laughs> that's, what that's the only way said, i know that. how to write
2: it <laughs> i don't know what it would have done to my grade but i should have said that worth it worth,
0: worth
1: it 100%. the american f- it. fails the uh, english class in russia <laughs> <laughs> why'd you fail american english
2: yeah right so um so i had a, you know i was in these class with all these russians and you know I became great friends with some of them. They invited me to do all sorts of stuff. Um, and it was there that I got to, you know, really speaking Russian, really having informal conversations with them, talking about everyday things. Um, and, it, and it was a bit of a baptism of fire, for sure. Like, uh, baptism by fire. What is it? Baptism- by fire. Baptism, yeah. baptism by fire. Um, you know, me... Having this reading and writing experience, but no real speaking experience because I didn't have a native uh, professor at my university. They were yeah, they were all scary. American professors that had taught Russian. So, th- I mean, they knew it, but like, it's I didn't. It's a get totally to speak different, with... uh, it's still yeah. totally
1: different, I think.
2: Yeah. And so it, it was baptism by fire speaking to them. But once I got past it, you know, a few weeks in, I was able to speak with other people you know, go to the, go to the killfish bar with my killfish card Mm -hmm. and speak with some Russians. And by the end of my time there, it was, it was, um, I'd say my speaking ability improved threefold.
0: So what would be some tips for our listeners out there? If they were to go not only to Russia, but just study abroad in general, what would be some tips that you'd give them? Because as you mentioned, you started learning Russian in college, Mm -hmm. right? So Jared and I, um, had had previous german experience before we studied in right. college and then went to austria but i think there's a lot of students out there who start learning a language in college and realize the benefits of study abroad and want to study abroad so what are some tips you would give them
2: yeah so honestly the first one is uh what i mentioned about the study abroad program if you're if you're having trouble choosing a study abroad program um I would say, you know, no matter the program, go with one that's really going to put you into the culture and into the language. Um, I would always discourage a program where the majority of your exposure is to, you know, your own culture. Say if you're on a program um, and you're only talking to Americans. Yes, of course, you're going to talk with Americans. You're going to need that, you know, base um, and those American friends that you can speak with and share your experiences. That's important. But that shouldn't be your only experience. You should be interacting with the people and the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Along that cultural note, um, before you go there, you know, familiarize yourself with the culture. Um, Make a real effort to know, you know, what is the cultural norm what are the cultural norms what's right what's wrong and when you get there continue doing that you know really jump into
0: so it. can you give us some of those cultural norms either that you researched before you went or that you learned while you were there for example mm-hmm. the
2: vodka thing did you learn that before you got there or the hard way i had heard <laughs> it but it's a lot different from when you hear it to when you're in someone's flat and right. they offer they're offering you shots and the next thing you know you're on the couch um (laughs) and it's 8 a.m and it's 8 a.m the next morning um so uh yeah like i don't there's there's lots of um interesting examples um some are like superstitions like uh here this one even applies to the czech republic um when you buy flowers a lot of russians love flowers Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people buy. A lot of men buy flowers for their wives, girlfriends, moms, whatever. Um, always give an odd number. Because um,
0: even numbers are for funerals. Even numbers right? are
2: for funerals. So like things like that, and then and then bigger things such as you know how you should act on public transportation, um, and maybe even like political and historical sensitivities, right? You know, be respectful when talking about, say, in Russia, World War Two. Because um, Russia lost, I think, around ten percent of its population in World War II, which is huge.
0: So, are you saying if I go to Russia, I shouldn't wear a back-to-back um, 2 back. times consecutive? <laughs> <Yeah>. World <laughs> War II for World War champs. Because I've that seen Americans worst, wear those shirts. That is the worst. Yeah, those shirts are so syrup. shitty. I, yeah.
2: I think a Russian would be. I think if well, if you wore that shirt around some places in St. Petersburg. And a Russian understood it, you you could stand a chance of getting in a fight. Okay. I fully support that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Me too.
3: Those shirts are so horrible. Like
0: yeah, really they're, you gotta they're brag so about. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, they are. They really are. So what anything else? Superstitions or, or just cultural things?
2: Um you know, always be open. I mean, that's that sounds general and cliche, but always be open to people's experiences, right? Um, and people's, you know, get make a real effort to get to know someone. And when I say real effort, I mean, uh, like my, you know, I grew up in Southern Missouri. It's it's the culture of I it gotcha. is very is uh it's similar to the culture of the South. We're kind of in the border between the Midwest and the mm-hmm. South, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So and politeness is a big thing. Right. And when I got to Russia, I I I thought people were being rude to me because, you know, they wouldn't smile and, uh, you know, they wouldn't interact with me in a certain way that an American would. Uh, But then I realized it's just a cultural difference. And then I got to know them and ask them questions. Um, and get to know them personally, and found out. Well, I'm I'm being a little closed minded myself by only looking at it with a very right. American lens. Sure, and a lot D- of people find that um, Southern and Midwestern
1: friendliness like phony, and it's like w- yeah. like yeah. why like you're pretending to be friendly to someone almost, where it's like no one's this nice. So even it's sometimes it annoys me to be honest
0: with you. Yeah. And and so did you like, did you smile at people in Russia? Like, what did you
2: do? (laughs) Just walking on the street? Uh, I did it it first and I got a lot of weird looks. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Hey. Hey, what are you doing? How you doing? Because I I find myself doing in the Czech Republic.
0: Like, I'll I'll look at people and they'll make eye contact with me and I'll start to smile. And then like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in the Czech Republic. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah I got to check myself before I wreck myself, <laughs> that's for sure.
2: I know. Uh, I know. Um, but yeah, like I smiled at a lot of people and they thought it was really strange, right? Because um, St. Petersburg is a big city. Um, you pass people on the street who you'll never ever see again, right? And, and Russians often consider that a little weird, you know, why am I smiling unless something's funny? Right. right. Um <laughs> so, that's yeah. the same in the Czech Republic. Yeah. They save
0: their smiles for more genuine moments. Yeah. Which yeah funny
1: how? Funny like a clown? <laughs> uh, um in um do you kind of I feel like you kind of blend in too to uh like uh, to uh in, in Saint Petersburg as far as um you have the yeah, darker did you hair blend in? Um, as, yeah. As, are there? I mean, I,
2: I, I Russians thought I was a Russian until I opened my mouth. Well, yeah, for that's sure. true. Okay. I guess it doesn't that's take fair. long for them to realize that you're not. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I went... So actually, this is an interesting uh, thing to note. When which I should have brought up when we talk about coffee shops. There are things similar to coffee shops in Saint Petersburg called anti cafes. Do you know what an anti cafe is? Sounds real nope. hipster. No, yeah, no it is super hipster. <laughs> so it's a cafe. It's like more. I'd say more like a hookah lounge or something like that, where you have hookahs, you have snacks, food, and you have like TVs with video games and things. And oh, that sounds board awesome. Games, and you pay for time. You do not pay to do, you know, you don't, you don't pay to like use the Xbox. You right. pay for your time at the cafe. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was really fun. But anyways, I'd walk into one, you know, me and my me and my friends, my Russian friends, and an American friend who, like, spoke Russian really well, and then me uh, at the time. And we'd walk in, you know, talk to the person asking for a table, blah, blah, blah. I'd say, you know, привет. I'd say, you don't understand Russian? I said, yes, I understand Russian. But, you know, they just heard the accent, right? Newity mm-hmm. anglicky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's my that's... go-to. Speaking
0: speaking of uh, Russian, uh, David, I was hoping you could teach us and the listeners a couple of just simple, useful Russian phrases.
2: Yeah. Um, how 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 much can I swear? Uh, you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want.
0: Yeah. This is we got that parental advisory yeah, label. Yeah, we, we have a little e, e on so. our
1: uh, on iTunes. <laughs>
2: that's right.
0: Can I can I just say? Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't spasiba thank you?
2: Yes, spasiba is thank you. Do you
0: know any other Russian, Jared?
2: Uh, Privyet.
1: Uh, I said babushka. That that's grandma, right? Yeah, yes. Privyet is babushka. Mm-hmm. Um, da. Da, yep. Uh-huh. Is yes. Uh, niet.
2: No. Is mm-hmm. no,
0: yes. Um, I think that's all I got. Uh, wait, I'm trying to think of it here. Uh, Rachman taught me some Russian. Uh, he oh, was yeah, mostly, he did. In, in undergrad. Oh, yeah, we, um, he col- was from
2: Kogdela. Uh, col- yeah how are
0: you how are you okay and har- how oh, the good. show is good uh-huh okay. oh yeah i remember that now yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. All right, so what are some useful before we get into the swear words yeah no i mean i think those are the most useful
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah well in any language that's that's just not russian that's how do you American say how English, do you say Czech. please please uh-huh. please so <laughs> Ooh. So that's a that's getting, a that's very a right important right one, right?
0: Can, can so, you say can you say that? I got one it. More? I, got so it
2: I got it. I got it. I got
0: it. Pajalsta. 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 Okay.
2: Okay. And so, uh, like, Czech, when you ask a question or you're asking for something, say from a little stand on the street or a restaurant or whatever. Um, you know, you don't need to say like in American English. Um, I would like, you know, may I have, whatever, may I get, okay. uh, can I get. Uh, you just say what you want, and then give please me. Push, okay. give me blank pajalsta. Okay. Um, so it's a very important phrase. So how do you
0: say that, give me?
2: Uh, I would just say the name of the food. Name of the food. The okay. name of the food and pajalsta. Okay, so, gotcha, so they, gotcha.
1: So they're really all about just cutting out the pleasantries. Yeah, because there's a whole lot of how are you, good, are you, at a, like at a store in, in, uh, in America. And so they're just like, we don't need to do all of that. Yeah. Just I tell mean, me what you, you want.
2: You can say, I would want. Right, they're not going to y- be like, what's. I would want something, but it's it's really just the same if you just say the name of the food. They wouldn't find that
1: odd if you just say the name of the food and please.
2: No. Okay. Totally normal.
1: Okay. Yeah, that that really does make me think about a lot of the un- not. I don't want to say unnecessary, but a lot of the pleasantries that we have in
2: America, because that that would be considered rude. I would say. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And I and I remember coming back to the U.S. Um, and saying a few things at, at restaurants, um, such as in Russia. You always ha- and this is the way in the Czech Republic too. You always have to ask for the check. Mm-hmm. Check, please. Yep. And I remember wanting to, you know, being in the U.S. and needing to, to, you know, get out of there fast. And I'm like, "Can I have the check, please?" And and the and the waitress kind of looked at me like, "Okay, <laughs> <be laughs> I'll pay the check I'm, when I'm ready to." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so things like that. And let's see other useful phrases. You said "babushka," mm-hmm. uh, which is grandma. Uh, this is a very important word because when you're walking on the street. Um, Or you're in public transportation or something, um, the babushki, the grandmas, are often not hesitant to to give you their opinion on how you're acting. So, say, for example, you're being loud on the bus, or I don't know, you're walking somewhere where you shouldn't, or you're sitting somewhere where you shouldn't, or not dressing how you should. The grandmas. How should you be dressing? Uh well if it's winter like warm right so even Uh, if you so they're not gonna like coming on your halter top no Uh, (laughs) 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 well maybe I don't know um but say you you lived uh, you know there's a grocery store underneath your flat and you went outside to go get groceries in the winter time and it's really cold so you just have maybe your shirt your sweatshirt your your I don't know, sweatpants on, but it's, you know, negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit or something, something Russian. <laughs> um, and you go outside, and there's a grandma in the store, and she says, You know, you should be wearing more clothes. What are you doing? You, you look like an idiot, you know, because you're not wearing enough clothes. And, and you say, Oh, but I live right there. And she'll mm-hmm. say, you, you still should put all your clothes on. Would you say, would you say, Would You just ignore her? them. Oh, um,
0: you ignore them? Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> you just ignore them. Don't 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 take it seriously. Okay. <laughs> this, who are these old Who are these old women? Like mind your own
1: damn business, woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, couldn't couldn't you just say "spasiba,
0: babushka"? Uh,
2: yeah, I, maybe "spasiba" and then walk away.
1: Are you allowed to call them babushka, or is that rude if you're
2: just calling them? Gra- no, like actually, just calling a, a, you a, can call s- someone grandma here. You can call any older woman babushka.
1: Okay. Okay. That's for a general real? term yes, for like. Really? ma Is really? that like saying okay. kind of like "ma'am" for old woman also?
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Good to know.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, because it, it, to me it would I would find that odd just calling some random just some random old lady grandma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so you mentioned in Russia, you have to ask for the check like in the Czech Republic. Yes. So how how do you do that in Russian? What do you say?
2: Short пожалуйста. short пожалуйста. Yeah. short sure is check. Ah. Okay. Learning some say Russian here, in, Jared.
1: How, how, how do you say it in, in Czech?
0: Uček prosim, which is literally Czech, please, or platit prosim, like pay, please. Okay. okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I right?
1: Do you, are, you, are you better than Adam um, Adam um, Czech?
0: I, I would say he is.
2: I would say he is. He's, the, the he's Russian, a humble guy. I would say he the is. The Russian definitely gives me an advantage. Because but we're right, going like to right,
0: tomorrow, so tomorrow is my time. Chad's going to floss. <laughs> that's, that's right.
1: You want something? I'm time... good. No, I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. What do you want? <laughs> exactly. No, I don't well, want anything.
0: <laughs> the whole time, David just could be thinking in his head, weird flex, but okay.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, but, but yeah. I can understand that, though. It is like a little, like, uh, respite the right word? Like a little, like your safe place after just being oh, for sure. generally going around and not being able to communicate that well.
0: One of my favorite things when I'm with David, when we were in Cardo Vivari, there were some Russians by us, and we walked by, and every time someone's speaking a foreign language here, that my ear's gotten good enough, I can usually tell when it's Czech. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't sound Czech and I'm with David, I always, the first thing I ask him is, oh, what's that Russian? <laughs> and so he'll usually like translate some of the things they're saying and stuff. And so that happened in Cardo Vivari, and I just thought it was really cool to have that extra little...
1: By the way, Extra little ear. I love realizing that, like in, like here in America, realizing that someone's speaking German and just eavesdropping in on their conversation, even if it's something completely mundane, it's like, right. oh, they have no idea that I know what they're, what they're talking about right now. What Kind of a crazy story. Yeah, I'll meet story. you at the airport at 7.30.
0: <laughs> well, well, it's funny you mentioned that, Jared. Do you remember we were in uh, East Lansing, we went out to a bar and we were walking back to my apartment and we were speaking German. And this girl randomly came oh, up to yeah. us and started speaking German with us. Yeah, I remember that. So it was that. like the same thing. It was absolutely crazy. Wow, yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. But that's the beauty of learning another language, um, mm-hmm. most definitely. Um, yeah, that's that's just awesome. And uh, um, what about um, like the? Are there any like specific sounds or letters that are really difficult for Americans to pronounce in Russian?
2: Oh yes, oh yes. I I wouldn't say there's anything on the level of the Czech r- <laughs> shut up we should have we should have that as a as a, a soundboard yeah the really good word though is um <laughs> which literally means it's a, a
0: water water crescent watercress yeah or watercress um, yeah
2: but there is one letter and i won't even say that i can do it right it usually takes me till the third or fourth try to get it All right, they were to say shot of vodka. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not wrong, but um, so it is. There's two like I sounds, like English I. There's the E, and then there's Oui, Oui, and you have to make your lips really wide when you say it. Uy. E Oui. I don't want (laughs) to (laughs) try.
0: Can you give us an example of, like, a Russian word with that sounding?
2: Yes. So, uh, actually, the word for, like, say, you, mm-hmm. the informal you, in Czech, it's T. Right. In Russian, it's tui. 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 Oh, that was pretty um, good, Chad. Gotta... Thank you. Yeah, that was good. Okay.
0: T is Czech, and then tui. tui. You got to really, like, stretch your mouth. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's fun to watch. Interesting. So it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying okay. it from this side. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Okay, now, now speaking of Czech and Russian, since they're both Slavic languages, um, I'd like you to enlighten Jared and our listeners um, about about that one number difference we talked about earlier. So Czech and Russian, there's a lot of number similarities, at least what David has told me. I don't speak Russian, so I have no
2: idea. But I, I think the man knows what he's talking about. And so, all right, so this came from my, I think he's now 77 year old a Russian professor who studied Slavic linguistics at Yale. He's a really cool guy. So he told me my first year, we were going through the numbers, right? Um, You know, 1 to 10, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever. And we got to 40. And the interesting thing, um, in Czech, you know, the the... Numbers are, of course, really hard to say, they're really difficult to say, speci- especially with that you know, <laughs> that just sound. Um, but they're uniform, right? They're you know, from one to a hundred to a thousand to a million, they follow the same numbers. It's not like French where you have to you know, throw these weird combinations together mm-hmm. or something like that. It's all, it's you know, just like English, it, right? It follows the same logic as English. I gotcha, and I think I believe 40 is. I think. Um, so in Russian, uh, I've, I've been able to say all these Czech numbers because they're similar in Russian. But the Russian number 40 is Surak. It's totally different, unlike all the others. Um, it doesn't follow. What's up with in... that? Have you <laughs> done any research so, into why that one number? So the reason my 77 year old Russian professor told me was. Back in medieval ages, you know, um, when hunting furs in Russia, you know, because Russia is this, you know, wild expanse in the north, when hunting furs was big. Uh, they hunted bears with their bare hands, hunt, I know. Yes, they hunted bears <laughs> with their bear hands, and they, they were killing all these beavers. They were getting the beaver furs, and they were like trading in p- stacks of beaver pelts or furs, whatever you call them. And a standard stack that you'd sell or buy is 40. And so the word for 40, sorek, means a oh. pile of beaver skins. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I like that. I and like when that. I've actually told Russians that and they don't believe me. It, like I mean, the it, etymology of the word and then they go look it up. It's like, oh, wow, pile of beaver skins.
1: It That's definitely could, definitely sounds like a wives' tale. Like it sounds like like if I were if my grandma were, were Russian, I can imagine her telling me something like that. I Maybe mean, am like, "All right, I mean, if you, all right, I'll babushka, take your word for all right. her. yeah, okay, babushka, just ignore her like I usually do." Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Huh.
0: So, what are some other similarities between Russian and Czech? Are there like I know Svoboda, as David actually taught me.
2: Means freedom in both yeah. languages. Yes, freedom. What other
0: cognates are there with Russian and Czech that you know of?
2: Oh, there's so many. Like uh when I was making nice cookies with my students yesterday. Mm-hmm. Tiesto or testa in that? Russian is dough. Ah okay. Yes, dough. So um words like dough, um, animals, medved, Midved, midved uh that? is bear.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Do you notice can you notice any of those uh cognates if you're I mean, I I assume you you struggle to under like you can't understand conversations, but can you just pick out words and be like, "Oh, I know that word." I feel like
0: I feel like though you do a pretty good job of picking up a lot of stuff in conversations. Yeah, definitely. And I've observed him like when we were in Rades last weekend. I was I felt like I was like slowly the water was slowly (laughs) getting over my (laughs) head. Like I would understand words, and I feel like you got the gist of a lot of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, the Russian helps. You know, studying Czech has, of course, helped. Um, but yeah, I'd say cognates. There's, there's enough to where if someone's talking about something fairly simple, I can get the gist of what they're saying. Are
0: there any really
2: dangerous false cognates?
0: <laughs> hmm.
2: There's one I can think of off the top of my head. It's the word uh, miesto. So, which means city. Which means in city Czech. in Czech and place in Russian. Ah, okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. and there's another one. This is also a good one. Užasni. It's an adjective. Okay. In, Rus- uh, in Czech, it means it's good, okay. like it's wonderful. Uh-huh. In Russian, it means it's horrible. Oh, that's a good <laughs> that's one. The complete opposite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's also,
0: David and I were talking about this earlier. There's also a really funny, like, two words in Czech that if you... Mispronounce one of it means completely different. Yeah,
2: Mm. oftse and oftse. Oftse is sheep. Oftse is fruit. Mm. So a little little (sighs) missing syllable, and the sheep becomes fruit.
0: Yep. Or no, an added syllable.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Added added syllable,
0: added vowel, and that sheep becomes fruit. Okay. Shout out to (laughs) PETA.
1: Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of sheep and fruit, what is Russian cuisine? What do they eat over there?
2: of oh, so, a a raw question. fish. I, they do eat um, some raw fish. A lot of smoked fish in St. Petersburg, right? Because it's there on the on the Baltic coast. They have mm-hmm, all this sort mm-hmm. of cold water, oh, really this, bony isn't, fish. Isn't Peter a, a, a like a, a group of islands?
1: Yes, so, or, yeah, so there there are some islands. islands.
2: Yes, thank you. That's a really good point. So I actually lived on one of the islands. The biggest island, uh, it's called Vasilyevsky Island or Saint Basil's Island, and the population of this island in Saint Petersburg is 1.1 million people. So this oh. island in this city,
1: it's like a, oh wow, um, okay, it's a huge it's party has, island right? Has there. <laughs> more
2: people than some countries, right? Yeah. Um and yeah, there's I think there's five. Four or five islands in St. Petersburg, but Vasilyevsky's is a big one. Um, and then it has the mainland with all the canals. So the food. The food, yes, the food. <laughs> uh, okay, question for you both. You know what dill is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what kind of foods do you put dill in or on? I'll say
1: this. I remember in uh, college... Rockman, our Azerbaijani friend, um, he made that giant pot of rice, uh, chicken, dill, mm-hmm. and there was some other vegetable-y stuff in there. I don't remember exactly what was in there, but I've no joke have been looking for the recipe since he made that uh, almost six really years ago. It was really good. It was so good, and he put a bunch of dill in there too. And it was—I don't remember what it was, what it was, but I found what it was called. But I couldn't find any recipes that are the same. Anyway. That's the only yes. thing I can think of that has dill in it off the top of my head. I feel Are they like big on the dill?
0: Jared's the one to answer this one because I don't really cook. Yeah, so Chad, Jared, do any of your
1: frozen pizzas have dill on them? <laughs> I sprinkle a little on there, you know, add a little,
0: <laughs> little zinc to them. No,
2: I, yeah, I don't know. So, so Russians love dill. There is dill on everything. There's dill on dumplings. There's dill in soups, of course. There's dill on pizza. There's dill on Chinese food. If you go to a Chinese food restaurant in Russia, they will put dill on what w- we would consider, you know, regular Chinese food. They would add dill to it. <laughs> Interesting. So you like
1: salt, get... so- like salt pepper dill. Yeah, That's... <laughs> salt pepper <laughs> or dill. Dill salt pepper like it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> dill is yeah, dill's definitely at the top. <laughs> and
2: Then everything else. And
1: dill is just like a like a dried out leaf. Like it's just a little like a, is that yeah, all like, it is? Yeah. Yeah, That's like I
2: some some sort of herb. Yeah. Um, All right. Um, so they are you love a, dill.
1: Are you before you continue? Are you like a, a adventurous with your trying foods? Because Chad and I are not.
2: I like new foods, but within you know the I don't know. It's not some weird part of an animal category. Right. You're not. Right? You're not
1: going to go fear factor with it. I'm not going to go. <laughs> I'm not going to eat any
2: cow cow tongues. I'm not going to eat any uh, cow testicles. No bull testicles. No ball. They are no, delicacies testi- in
1: Colorado, apparently, or something
2: like that. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Out west. There's, a, there's I some
1: word for it. There's an actual yeah, like, um, name some, for it. Isn't
0: it something oysters? Oh yeah. 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 You're right. It's something uh, oysters. I'll, I'll
1: look it up. Bull testicles. Yeah, it's
0: something... Oy- oyster. This is my work
1: computer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, it's something oysters. Jared, have you been watching per- pornography?
1: Uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. There we go. Rocky, Rocky Mountain, Mountain
0: Oysters. oysters.
2: Okay. Because yeah. I
0: remember being in Montana or Colorado and my uncle asking me back in the day, hey, do you want any Rocky Mountain Oysters? And I told him I don't like seafood. And, of course, he cracked up because it's not seafood, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs>
1: I've been to Colorado plenty of times. I don't think I've ever um, seen that. I mean, I haven't been looking for it. But anyway, what are they eating in Russia? They're They're not eating bull testicles. Oh, when they're or You're okay. not eating bull testicles.
2: So I, I've, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah.
3: Ne-
1: <laughs> you're not picky, but you're also not going wild with it. Buck wild yeah, with not Yeah,
2: not, go, not going ball testicle wild. Bull testicle <laughs> <laughs> wild. Bull testicle wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a a t-shirt right there Okay (laughs) (laughs) Okay uh, What else Lots of soups So many soups So many soups It seems
1: like the Czech Republic Has that uh, in common
2: They they seem to be big on their soups there too Um, I've had some good soups Oh yeah Oh yeah And they really like pumpkin They like pumpkin And all sorts of ground vegetables What what
0: about the tomato You gotta tell the tomato story
2: The tomatoes Or the the eggs Your
0: host mom And the tomatoes
2: Oh yeah, my host mom, I don't know, She so I live with a host family, uh, a lot of people live with like a lot of the other Americans that were on the program, live with whole families, big families. I lived with a single host mom, her name was Svetlana.
1: Of course it was.
2: <laughs> and of course it was. By the way,
1: I have a, co- I have a co-worker, at, she's not a co-worker, but she works on my job, she's from Russia, her name is also Svetlana. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is she from St. Petersburg. I don't. I don't know. I don't okay. have to I don't ask know. her. I've never do, how do you say her?
0: in Russian? How are, or, or are you from?
2: Uh, t or V is. Where are you Russia. from? At v atkuda t. So it's kind of like Czech <laughs> yeah. a little. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where are you from? From, from where do you come? Mm-hmm. Um, so I live with her, and she was always. Very nice woman, but she was always saying these kind of wacky things, like you know, was she a babushka? Would she was definitely a babushka, a babushka. um okay. she was always saying like she heard some things on t v um you know, Putin kissed a baby and and adopted ten puppies today, and she'd tell me about it when I got home <laughs> from school
1: um was she is she a big fan of Putin? yeah, quite okay. a big
2: fan um are are a lot of Russians big fans of Putin? I would say a lot, yes, a lot of okay. them. Definitely okay. not all of them. I I had a lot of friends that were very strong opponents. Okay. I can Putin. definitely
1: imagine that also, probably, in, in the hipster
2: communities of St. Petersburg, people yeah. not being fans of Putin. Yeah, That's true. That's definitely. True. And my, my college that I went to, I think, had a very kind of liberal. It, it was kind of a hot spot for, you know, Russian liberals, I guess you could say. Anti, anti-Putin. Okay, gotcha. Sentiment. Anyways, back to Babushka yeah. Svetlana. So she, one day, I come home and you know she, f- she always fed me so much food and it was really good, but it was so much food I could never eat all of it. <laughs> um, sounds like Mike. It sounds like everyone's grandmother though. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And I come home, and she'd make me these salads, and I come home one day and there's this like tomato salad thing. Um, that she's made for me. It looks good. And then I noticed she's making it again. I'm like, Svetlana, I like tomatoes, but why are you making me so many tomatoes? She says, David, <laughs> I saw on TV that if men eat tomatoes every day, they won't get prostate cancer. <laughs> huh. And I'm like, that's, what? And I'm like, what? she said, you, you told me you told me your grandpa had prostate cancer, so I thought I'd I'd make you tomatoes every day. <laughs> so I said, Okay, thank you. Thank you, Svetlana. Shout um, out to Svetlana. So I was having tomatoes every single day I was there because she Oh, wanted so she me actually, actually stuck with it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How are your balls feel? <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> see, we're see we're talking about it. I told you we would.
0: <laughs> I guess, I guess heard, you're not wrong.
1: I've actually heard that if you live long enough, uh, prostate cancer is almost unavoidable for for men. Like yeah, it's, I'm also, I'm I've also, also heard, heard that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of it's just part of being it's gonna a, happen. A, a human. Yeah. Yep. Um, so what 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 are there like uh, drunchies? Do they do like a dinner or um like or like a kebab a late night late night after um. Thirty-eight shots of, shots of of vodka. <laughs> what, are, what are you? What uh, are you? What are you eating?
2: So this is actually besides really interesting. Um, <laughs> besides for tomatoes. <laughs> actually, I keep to- I kept tomatoes in my pocket. Just eat them all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Take the Ziploc bag of tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but actually, really interesting to me. They have uh, in Russia. They have all these what they call shiverma. Oh, shawarma. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's Ger- okay. I guess in German it's shawarma.
1: Oh, and that's same in America yeah. too. Same, same in America. Yeah, yeah. but
2: in Russian it's shavarma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, of course it is. Um, and so <laughs> they said it was shawarma, but I've had shawarma in the U.S. before, and it's very different. The, their shawarma is something like a sh- American shawarma. Well, there's still uh, a uh, Turkish. It, we know that. Yeah, there's still in it. Uh, there's still in it. It's something between a uh, American shawarma and Turkish kebab hybrid, like it, it's in a wrap, right? Like a kebab would be, and you eat it like that. But the ingredients are what you'd have in shawarma, hmm. okay. and it's quite good, um, especially especially as drunk food. It is very right. good, right? And, and you have all these little stands around the city that sell it. I've heard, um, uh, Peter is a pretty cheap city to live in. Oh, yes. I mean, especially compared to Moscow. Moscow is known to be expensive in Russia. Um, oh, okay. I have friends that work there in Russia. I uh, have a really good friend who she's an English teacher there, native speaker, uh, and she, you know, works all the time, has has a, you know, a job that she really enjoys, um, and she says, you know, it's, it's really tough living in Moscow because the prices are so high. But St. Petersburg, on the other hand... Uh, compared to Moscow and Europe, is really cheap. Okay, uh, you can you can get by on not a lot. You can actually, it's really easy to rent an apartment in Saint Petersburg. You can probably rent an apartment for I don't know, in certain parts of the city, two hundred dollars a month. Ooh. That's good.
0: <laughs> do That's... you? Uh, this
1: makes me cry a little bit. Uh, do you um, have plans on going back
2: for like extended would... periods of time? I would love to. I actually, um, I'm thinking about going there next year or okay. to another Russian-speaking country, but I'm definitely not sure. When, when you were there, did you uh, did you travel around anywhere? I did. Uh, and I was also going to say on Russia, that is what I recommend, right? So I went to Moscow, had a great time, had such you get a there? fun time. Uh, there's a train. There's a speed train that goes between Moscow and St. Petersburg. It's called Sapsan. Which mm-hmm. is the Russian word for a parag, uh, Was it peregrine falcon, right? A, okay. Do you know what a peregrine falcon is? Uh, like I know what a, a falcon is, but not yeah. specifically the peregrine so kind. Uh, but I, the peregrine falcon it like dives at 200 miles an hour. Oh, oh cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that's a Sounds cool badass. name for a train. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a for badass sure. name for a train. Um, and so there's that train and it takes four hours to go between St. Petersburg and Moscow. Okay. Um, so that's nice. they're pretty far away, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't exact know the exact mileage. distance, but it's, it's quite a ways. Um, so I went there, but I would recommend, especially if you go to Russia, go to a smaller city because, you know, St. Petersburg and Moscow, they are their own cities. There's a culture of each city. Uh, every, you know, that's where people go. But if you want to, you know, understand the real Russia, get a sense for Russian culture, Russian history, go to a smaller city. I went to a few smaller cities. One that I thought was very interesting was one called Pskov. Um, it's near the Estonian border. And it's this really old medieval Russian city. It has these old medieval walls. And, uh, you know, you get the real feel of Russia there. You you understand uh, you know, you see these old paintings of Russia, and it's kind of it's kind of bleak, it's kind of dark, uh, but it's a very... A lot of grays. A <laughs> lot of grays, a lot of dark greens and browns, um, but you kind of feel, you know, what I would call the Russian soul, right? Right. Um, you feel it there, and it's a really interesting city, and uh, I thought the people there were were interesting and nice. So I mean, that's that's definitely
1: I'd say probably j- the case for just about anywhere. Where it's like yeah. if you really want to understand the culture and the people, you have to get out of the big cities, because there's just too Absolutely. much too much um influence. And I say this like it's a quote-unquote. I say like it's a bad thing, but this is just how it is. Like there's too much influence from other outside cultures, because that's the yeah. place to go. Which obviously is not a problem. But it's just. It, it kind of dilutes that that uh, that culture a little bit. Yeah, and, and, and if you want to actually see what it's like, you kind of kind of have to go deep a little bit.
2: Yes, and that is, I'd say, that is the case with uh, Saint Petersburg and Moscow, uh, which I love about Saint Petersburg. But real, yeah. the real Russia is a must see if you want to understand right. Russian people for right. sure. And speaking of
0: Saint Petersburg. We have a very special song of the pod tonight, Mm
2: -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. um, suggested by David. So, David, can you give us a little bit of insight, uh, the title of the song, what it's about, everything like that?
2: So, uh, the name of the song that I have chosen is by a very famous Russian group called Leningrad, which was the Soviet name for St. Petersburg. So, the song is called (laughs) Spitrya Pit which means, in Peter, we drink, you know, on the theme of alcohol. Uh, so Petersburg, as we said, is known as kind of a hipster city. It is also known in Russia as sort of a drinking city. There's lots of, you know, the culture is big there. Uh, students love it. And so a lot of people study there, and a lot of people will go there to drink and have a good time. Um, and the song, "Peter Pete, is... And Peter We Drink is all about uh, sort of, you know, it begins, it talks about other cities. It says, um, you know, you can get good pastries in one city. And in Moscow, oh, yeah. you can, you know, because they're all
0: blow, right? You, 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 can get go, you can get blow or
2: I don't, I don't know if they say blow or.
0: Stuff to, Stuff to sniff, yeah. yeah, yeah, they, was, yeah. Was so uh, the, they definitely uh, mentioned yeah. cocaine. Stuff to <laughs> sniff,
2: and uh, in Chelyabinsk, which is another city, you can get nice weed or whatever. Um, and then, but it, it ends and it says, "But in Peter, we drink," and yes. it's all about drinking. Um, and it also references like kind of the hipster culture that I was talking about. It references like the police attitude and the citizens of the you know attitude of drinking and the laid-backness. And uh, it, it's really a, a really nice commentary on St. Petersburg as a city and other, you know, Russian social norms.
1: Yeah. So throughout the video, it goes through, I, I think, five people that are essentially having shitty days at work. And they all kind of run into each other and, and just get hammered together and, and, and have fun together. And, and Peter, we drink. And this... With song made me want to drink so bad <laughs> 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 oh, when when I was watching this i I was like, this song really makes me want to get drunk like it it, it and um it almost seemed like a, I mean, you know, if that's how they feel, that's how they feel. But it, it definitely almost felt like a like a stereotype. I was like, is this is like it's like a the stereotype of what people think of when when yes. people hear Russia. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, like well, one, it's all about them just drinking to uh, like to complete excess. But then even like the part where the cop, the police officer, joins in on the drinking, it's because uh, he gets hit by a car. And the people that hit him then throw him off a bridge.
2: Yes, in, <laughs> into, into the, the canal. River. And I had I had yeah. some friends that jumped into the canal while I was there. And then um, he's just like, fuck it, I'm done working. I'm going to go drink. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I saw things like that happen. You, you know, you'd meet random Russians on the street, just as you do in many other places. And uh, you just start drinking with them and having a fun time and getting to know them. Um, and this song, the reason one of the reasons why I chose this song uh, during the first uh, I I mentioned I had class with a lot of Russians and like the first week they invited me to a house party and they were showing me this Russian music and playing the music and talking about it, um, and I heard it many times and it was it was a bit of like a pregame song you know we we'd play it when we know uh, we wanted well, to have that... fun. That makes relax. sense, because
1: there's 70 million uh, <laughs> views on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so that definitely makes sense. And it is, it is catchy. I, found, I mean, I don't I even speak Russian, but I found myself singing along to it. I listened to it like yeah. four times. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fun
2: song. And by the end of my time there, I was exploring the city more and more. I went to see as much of as I could before I left. Um, and on one of the very last weeks, I went to this flea market that runs every single Saturday of the year. It's called uh, Udelnaya. It's at the Udelnaya metro stop, and I was walking through the flea market in the snow, and there was this guy selling his goods. It was basically just a bunch of knickknacks and old, you know, like Soviet junk. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a little radio there, and he was playing this song as all the ba- as all the grandmas, the babushki, walked by. He was playing this song and dancing to it. And and it just it was such a Petersburg moment. That's awesome. What um what do you miss most
1: about uh about your time there? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, that is a hard one. I, I'll yeah, give I, you two answers. So, okay.
2: Um, the I guess more unique answer was you know sometimes I'd just walk around the city at 1 a.m. in the morning in the snow as the months you know as the as the year dragged on and the days got shorter and shorter. Um, and you just stare up at you know some old beautiful russian church in the snow and just sit there and and take it all in and the feel of the city the soul of the city is really strong and i'd feel that and my more cliche um, but probably primary answer is all the fantastic people i met there and everything i learned about russia and russians and russian culture and
1: but it's a cliche because it's it's, it's true i mean it is true it, oh, and for i sure, so you, for sure. i think i think People would hope that that's how most people come away from their time abroad is 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 not but saying oh my god I mean yeah it's like oh the churches were so cool with the spirally roofs yeah but it's like that's but it's like (laughs) that really what makes the people is the city not the spirally roofs yeah are there spirally roofs in Saint Petersburg or is that just a Moscow thing okay there are those are cool to
0: look at. I hope you become an architecture professor.
1: <laughs> is, that, is
0: that the proper term? Spirally Spires? roofs. If it isn't, it should be. So check out our song of the pod in yes. Peter. We Drink, yes. which will be on our Twitter, Untranslatable1. Check it out. We hope you enjoy it. It's got a great kind of jazzy kind of feel to it. And I agree with you, Jared. Like it's it's hard to not have a sudden impulse to to just start drinking.
1: I was I was telling Chad that I was like this, like I'm going to get beer before we start this episode. But I took a nap. Hey, and then bo- I woke both up. are good. Both are good. <laughs> and I was like, and I woke up and we were. I had like ten, like twenty minutes, and I was like, oh well, okay, I guess I'm not going to do that. But I still, I, I still kind of honestly is in my head, where it's like man, I still kind of want to drink because of the. It seems like. Um, I I would, I would have thought that, um, the Russians would kind of, uh, like not fully embrace that stereotype, but they do, I guess.
2: Yeah. I'd say a lot of them do, but for sure, this is a St. Petersburg stereotype. Okay. Um, Okay. So even within
1: Russia, St. Petersburg is known as the drinking place.
2: Oh yeah. Okay.
1: All right. I like the song though. It's great song. Absolutely. Yeah. And the video was hilarious too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Give the video a watch, everybody. It's definitely enjoyable. So I also have a special treat today. Um, this check word of the pod, I think, is incredibly useful. Um, and uh, I'm going to let David take the reins on this check word of the pod um, because he has a special story for it. He also taught me this word, and I have also started to use it in my Czech vocabulary. So take it yes. away, David.
2: So. One night, uh, or one evening, I was with my students um, at a like club event, and uh, we were talking about Czech words, and they said, oh, we need to, I, I teach in this town called Králové, as I mentioned in the beginning, and they said, oh, we need to teach you a Hradets word. Everyone in Hradets knows this word. Um, and I said, okay, what is it? And they said, "Mrtý." M- M-R-T and then a E with a hot check, which makes a yes yeah sound. Okay. Murtje. A little V above the E kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I asked them, what's it mean? And they said, we don't know. And you, if you type this in like <laughs> Google Translate <laughs> okay. or some dictionary, it says really. But after asking about the context, the translation of this word, Murtje, means hella. Something is, you know, hella, whatever. Like hella, hella tight, you mean? Hella tight, you know. According <laughs> um, to
0: um, Chestina 2.0, which is like a Czech online dictionary, myrtia means much, terribly, or too much. But I think hella AKA is a way hella. better. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So hella. hella and that's you can
2: use it with literally anything. You could say... You could BOTS say... Spicy? Yeah, hella spicy. Martia. I don't know the Czech word for spicy. I don't either. Um, you could say, you could be talking to your friend. Cold? How do you say cold? Chladno. So you martia could say... Murtje chladno. Yeah, Chladno. Um Or, or murtje zima, which means super winter, but it also means cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> super winter. Yeah, <laughs> or you could say, you know, martya kamarad. Mature, you know, hello friend. friend. That's my hello friend or something. Okay, I like that. Y- you can put it with literally anything. Yeah. Um, so we it's we very like that in English?
1: Yeah, it's uh, called hella. hella. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hella. But I don't uh-huh.
1: use hella, I murtia. guess. Uh, hella is such a, like, a, it's still a very, like, I think it's still a very, like, Northern
0: California word. That's why you got to start using murtia. Just go yeah, go I I to guess, your That's yeah. <laughs> a good point. Yeah, that, that work presentation was just Make murtia, that a Exciting. Words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Philly
1: word. Like John. Mr. Yeah, John. People do say that. And it always gets me excited when I hear it. I was like, oh, they actually do say that. <laughs> right. For sure.
0: So, yeah. So, check out Murtiya. Uh, if you uh, are unsure, it's M R T E with the hot check, And it means hella. So, there hella. you go. Useful word. Good slang word. I, I'm hoping to also learn some more Czech slang. Yes. Um, as People we go. That's right.
1: All right. I, I so, like that I had the parada. I have that one, David. So I I, I had to add a, a Jared version. Viborni.
2: So ex- explain to me briefly why why do you have parada on the soundboard? So that so like sounds. <laughs> well,
1: it sounds
0: good, and when I, I learned this word, this was the Czech word of the pod eons ago. It seems like in podcaster's time. Yeah. Um. But I was it was when we when we were first uh, when we got here, and I went to the bank. And uh, the, the woman at the, the, the bank teller, not even the teller, but the woman setting up my account, got everything to work and she went parada. And I asked, I asked my mentor what that meant. And she said, great or excellent. And then I signed a couple of documents and she told my mentor, well, yeah, you're, you're all done. And so I answered with parada. Um, there, there you go. So, so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a cool sounding word. Um, all right. So I have some special jokes for both of you. Um, David has also not seen these unless he's sn- snuck a peek at my little notepad here. Um, one of them's an original, one of them's not. I'm going to tell you both of them and I want you two to guess the original. Okay. A little challenge for you.
1: i going so, feelings here or something, but... Uh. <laughs> that's
0: all right. That's all right. Um, I know I'm not going to see enough comics, so it's all good. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, joke number one. What does a Russian wife get on her wedding day... That's long and hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, I can't imagine this is your joke already. This doesn't...
3: (laughs) What to
0: guess? There's so many things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What what does a Russian (laughs) wife get on her wedding day that's long and hard? Are you guys ready for the punchline? Let's Uh, hear it. No guesses before I give it.
2: Um... uh, I, I have no idea.
0: Just Her give it to us. Husband's last name.
2: <laughs> That's yes, good. I love that drop. That's I love that drop. Good. All right,
0: and joke number two. Joke number two. Why don't people like Russian or is it nestling dolls? Nesting dolls. Uh, why don't people like Russian nesting dolls? <laughs> Any guesses? I don't know. I don't know. Because they're full of themselves.
2: <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> those are good. Uh, I, um, I, I think, <laughs> I'm actually shocked that those are both like legitimately like making me laugh because that I don't think this has ever happened. Like no, I don't think I, I can never get Jared <laughs> to laugh. The, excuse me. I don't think jokes of the Pod have ever made me laugh.
0: <laughs> it's if you do laugh, it's a giant kind of laugh. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I'd say the first one was yours. David, what do you think? Which one do you think is the original?
2: Mm, second one.
0: David is right. Number Ooh. two. Heshki Klok. That's right. I still
1: think those right. were both good. I was I like both of them. What was the first one? Can you just say the first uh, one? first real quick?
0: one, what does a Russian wife get on her wedding right. day that's long and hard? Her husband's yes. last name. The other one, why uh, don't people like Rus- uh, Russian nest- nesting dolls? Nesting dolls. Yes. Nesting dolls because they're full of themselves.
1: Did you um, when you were in? Um, those were great, by the way, Chad. Thank you. Thank you. I, the, the both the original and the non-original were both hilarious. Um, did you what? What kind of um, knickknacks
2: did you bring back from uh, from Russia for people? Oh, this is this is kind of interesting. I uh huh. So one thing, this Killfish Bar, the one that I went to every well. A lot in the beginning and less as time went on. Uh, this Killfish Bar, the one that I went to in December when I was leaving, closed. They closed the location. I don't know if they weren't making enough money or... Um, <laughs> Turns out the card wasn't a great yeah, idea. Turned turn <laughs> out the card wasn't a great idea. <laughs> but they, they the money could probably could have been better spent
1: somewhere
3: else.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were other locations still open, but this one closed. And... I don't know why. they. Honestly, I don't know why, because they always had a huge crowd. But they closed, and so there was like a closing party. And there were so many people in the bar that night. And uh, they were selling employees T-shirts, like work shirts. (laughs) And I said, man, there's nowhere else I could ever get a Killfish shirt in my life. I got to get one. So I bought from the bartender his shirt. (laughs) That's awesome. <laughs> and That's now I have a uh, killfish shirt. Okay. I, I washed That's it. hilarious. I washed it. Um, Wait, he took I it off? right? Yeah. Uh, okay. He had another shirt, but he's right. like, right. He's like, I'll sell you anything. I'm like, can I get like a shirt? He's like, yeah, you can have this In your one. left shoe. In your left shoe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give me that sock. Do you yo. still
2: wear it? I actually, it has some holes in it. And every time I've washed it, I've worn it and washed it. Like the holes get bigger, so I kind of uh, stopped a little nervous wearing it. To a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I don't have it in the Czech Republic. It's in the U.S. right now, but I have okay. that. And like, there's really cool flea markets, like the one I was describing earlier. We can you can buy anything from like someone's old Soviet war medals to an accordion to a I don't know German a deactivated German hand grenade or something. Right, it's, it's really yeah. Really <laughs> you, you better strange.
0: hope that bad boy's deactivated. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: mean, there's <laughs> well, like a hole. In they it, said it you... was deactivated, but it's <laughs> Russia. It's
1: deactivated, but just be safe. Don't pull that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> that don't pin right, right there.
3: <laughs>
2: but we're
1: pretty sure it's deactivated. I, I'm a I'm a, a watch nerd kind of, and they and there's a lot of cool like super cheap Russian dive watches and and pilot watches and stuff like mechanical watches that they have. And um, yeah. I, I find that stuff fun.
2: Yeah. What's, uh, what's it? Uh, Stormansky? You know that one?
1: I have heard of that one. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a
2: lot of those at the flea market. Okay,
1: okay. Uh, you, I
0: believe you have a quote of the pot for us? Yes. To uh, finish this off?
2: Yes, yes, yes. It is on my phone.
0: And I had David come up with it because he is our Russian expert of this episode. So he I figured it yeah. would
2: only be right. So,
1: Less work for Chad. That's really what it is. We know Chad. This is anyone. a quote about
2: the <laughs> Russian <back> vibes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a quote about the Russian spirit. Okay, it's a little Who dated, that? but I feel like it fits the theme well. Okay, we're talking about you know Russian friends and whatnot. Um, this is by the famous writer Fyodor Dostoevsky. So it is frightening. Sorry, I played it early. (laughs) It is frightening how free a Russian man's spirit is, how strong is his will. No one has ever been so much torn away from his native soil as he sometimes had to be. Nobody ever took a turn so sharp as he following his own belief. So Russians are strong in their beliefs, heavy convictions, (laughs) and they're definitely unique. Um, do you
1: do you do you uh um do you think you fit that sort of uh um personality trait is that why, Is that what a, is that what uh,
2: attracts you to that maybe i i hope so i def- well i'd say this i don't know the answer to your question but i'd say after going to russia m- that's much. i think so more than before you appreciate gone. it you definitely I appreciate, appreciate it, it. Yes. okay
3: well,
1: that's fair and that's i legit. I, yeah, I mean it definitely seems like even just to, to not saying I would like and stuff like that, it definitely seems like something you have to get used to and either I could I could definitely see someone not liking that that culture and, and, and completely understanding that and being like, That makes sense. But that's I think also part of the beauty.
0: Not everything's for you. That's yes. for sure. That's the beauty of going to different cultures and traveling and, and trying to figure out that special place for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, so we really appreciate the quote and all of the expertise
2: and insight. Yes, and thank you so much, both of you, for having me on your show. I've enjoyed it, enjoyed talking about Russia. Oh, we, I enjoyed it too. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Absolutely. And I recommend it to everybody. I think it's such an interesting place um, with such an interesting culture that is unmatched. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we hope this was also insightful for
0: all of you listeners out there. Maybe it will also invigorate a few of you to take the trip to Peter or St. Petersburg. Um, and we would love to hear your opinions about um, this episode and all of our other episodes. So please send us a message. Uh, you can slide into our DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1. You can also um, check out some of our uh, clips and interesting photos on Instagram, @untranslatablepodcast And if you have any suggestions of future topic ideas or untranslatable words or have a travel story you would like us to share on the podcast, shoot us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. I would like to give a special thanks to my um, Kamo, which is uh, the Czech word for bro, Uh, my buddy David for uh, coming on this episode and enlightening uh, and educating Jared and I both about uh, Russia and St. Petersburg. We really appreciate it and uh we're looking forward to um seeing what else uh we can learn from uh russia and other places around the world and hope to have you back on one of these days again and uh we thank all of our listeners out there for the support and we are looking forward to talking to you next time and here on the untranslatable podcast we give you a loud and proud yeah